Roll intro. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Racing addicts. Like this. I think we all have ADHD. Does that smell like smoke? Nothing really matters. Welcome back to a unique episode of the Racing Addicts podcast. Uh, we'll actually be a two-parter today. We will have uh, myself and Nolan at the beginning. And then uh, Mitch will be joining also me from a different <laughs> at, at a different time. So rain rain sucks, uh, and that's that's kind of the uh, the the overarching thought on everything this past weekend. So I'm joined now by Nolan. What's up, man? Hey, everybody! Back in studio. Happy to be here. Finally, I know yeah. it feels like it's been an eternity since we've been here, and I and know you haven't been behind a computer screen. I've been to Florida two to, two separate. On two separate occasions is the last time I've been in studio, so which is insane. Which really wasn't that long ago. I was thinking, like, was it was it last year? I mean, it was last year, but it was like Christmas. Well, I've been to Florida since then. That's true. And I guess we should let the people know that are listening why I went to Florida a second time, <laughs> which is which is pretty hilarious. And uh, it kind of started with you. So why don't you tell them what you? Uh, well, I'll tell them what I was doing on yeah, Sunday morning. Yeah. I was laying in bed. Because it was Sunday morning and I had just woken up. and In, in uh, Pennsylvania. Yes. Yep. <laughs> I was out late last Saturday night hanging out in Pennsylvania, uh, just, you know, doing the local thing. I had no expectation of being in Florida, but, uh, well, I'm sure you all could figure out what happened. Alex, uh, you, you sent me a text message. Hey, you, you and David, yeah. the other guy from the podcast, uh, you guys should come down because half the podcast is down there. And I... At first, I was like, "Nah, I, like I don't think that's realistic." You know, um, I, I know I've looked up late last minute prices for flights, and I'm like, ah, "I don't think so." And David like, had said no right away. And, yeah. Well, I looked it up, and sure enough, after a little bit of research, it was like 130 bucks one way, and you guys could pick me up. And I'm like, "Wait a minute! Like I could do this. This is totally like on the table." Like, yeah. And then doubly so, I think I, it hit me like, "Hey, the podcast guys are in Florida without me." And, I and just it just doesn't little, feel right. I got a little like, jealous. Yeah, <laughs> everyone knows I'm the I'm the remote from Florida half the time guy, and the fact that you guys are there without me just didn't sit right with me. So you're like, it's so, time. It's time. Oh, and also there was a there was a race being run on Sunday. Oh two, yeah, there was two that race, too. Or Monday, two races being run on Monday, and uh, yeah, so I got to go watch them and hang out with you guys. Yeah, it was it was one of those funny things where obviously Sunday morning they called it pretty early. Uh, honestly, thank you NASCAR because there was a zero percent chance it was happening, and yeah. it was just nice to like, the right thing. yeah, would not to go through like the circus and everything just to go. Okay, yeah, go home. So yeah, I I, I tech, we have a little uh, group chat with uh, with all the racing addicts people, and I was like, yep. you know, guys, you have an opportunity to like come down here for really cheap. So I'm I'm just glad it worked out. It was cool, and we were staying incidentally like. 15 minutes from Orlando International Airport. So it was like... It worked out because yeah. you had options. I had options, right? So you have... Like, if you were staying right near the track, you would think, well, come to Daytona. In fact, I think you even suggested it. Like, we can pick you up in the morning and like... Oh, right, 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 yeah. I guess best case scenario, that's how it would have went. But like, realistically, I just had to see what my options were. But because you guys were in Orlando staying... Uh, which, by the way, the best kept secret uh, in the industry is that yes. if you want cheaper, more easygoing... Uh, uh, commodities, experiences, hotel. Like if you want to stay near it, you're only 45 minutes away in Orlando. And it worked out for me because I flew into Orlando. I got a cheap flight out of Baltimore, which is less than two hours away from us. 
and uh, it was perfect. It was it was great. You guys were only you know twenty minutes away or whatever, and uh, yeah, it was just it kinda... was absolutely seamless. It, I had no idea seventy two hours ago that I was. <laughs> going to go to Florida and come back and watch the Daytona 500. You know, it was just destined to happen. Like that's, that's, I think where we landed is that it just had to, you know, there was no option. (laughs) Uh, It just worked out. So no, it was cool. And uh, apparently uh, best kept secret is there's a lot of industry people that stay in Orlando too. Cause we learned that at the tweet up on Monday morning, which I will probably mess up that date a million times. Cause I, I'm still not sure what day today is. I think it's Wednesday. Uh, my computer screen says it's Wednesday. Yeah. <laughs> In my head, it's Tuesday or Monday. Honestly, I don't even know. It it could be Friday. We might be at Atlanta tonight. I don't even... Uh, it, the, the sensory okay. is destroyed. <laughs> if you're a fan of racing and you like it to be on time and you're, you're, you want it to be on, run on Sunday, don't, don't, you don't want us to be in Atlanta. Clearly. You better hope yeah. we're not in Atlanta because <laughs> as we pointed out to uh, uh, Jordan Bianchi, in person. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we're, we're, we're the curse. We, we kind of blew him away because once he realized the list of races we've been to with all the rainouts, <laughs> it's, uh, it's terrifying. Um. It was so funny. Like, he actually, like, we gave him the list over the last year and a half of every race we've been to, and he, like, took a step backwards. <laughs> it's yeah. like, and I say we collectively. Like, now I wasn't at the Dover or the Charlotte races that got rained oh, that's out. Right, but that's you were. Right. We were at Michigan. That got pushed to Monday. Right. Uh, it's a PA thing, I guess. We're just extending our Speedwicks curse. Well, it's and it's ironic because one of the big pushes behind wanting to do this trip is I was like, man, we can go to Daytona in February. It's going to be so nice. It's going to be sunny. <laughs> going to eat up all that. And then, like, in all fairness, Friday was gorgeous. Like, Friday was a good day. And yeah. then <laughs> just, like, 60 in rain, 60 in rain. And then Monday, we had, like, I don't know, like a six-hour gap that was beautiful on Monday. Yeah, when and, that sun finally came oh, out. yeah. God bless. And then when it went away, whoo, that yeah. was like a le- legitimately shivering during the Xfinity race. Yeah, we like, should really, was, uh, oh man, we should just run through. I mean, Sunday was a wash. Did you guys do anything fun or interesting? You went to Top Golf? Yeah, right? yeah, we tried, honestly. Like the big goal was like, let's just do something. Because if you sit around the hotel, you're just going to get depressed and you're going to get yeah. like tired and exhausted, more exhausted. So it's like, all right, we got to do something. So. You know, props to Chili's and their big Corey LaJoy sponsorship activation. Yeah. Like, there was no choice for lunch. We're like, all right, well, Chili's it is. We're going to Chili's. Mitch got himself a margarita because, you know, again, the Corey LaJoy activation. It's a solid start. Brand. Then we went bowling because I, I, I just, I had no idea what else to do. And I was like, hey, there's a bowling alley nearby. Okay, yeah, yeah let's go bowling. I'm doubly jealous, <laughs> although it's fine. I'm still satisfied with uh, the way things went. It was still good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm fine with it. And then we ended up at Top Golf, yeah. which was uh, which was really fun. So Top Golf's really good, honestly. If it were up to me alone, I probably just would have spent the whole afternoon at Top Golf because I fun. I enjoy it. Like, there's enough different things to do because they have like 12 different kind of games that okay. are all different objectives. So like, it's easy. Like, it, it's really easy to like fill time because we did 90 minutes and it was like oh shoot we're done okay. i'm jealous on that one because it's on my short list of things i want to do it sounds like fun you know i like golf yeah it kicked into another gear fifth gear uh last year i think <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Oh. next gen next gen yeah. Sorry. yeah i caught that i caught that that was good <laughs> yeah well i think you're coming to charlotte i think that's the game I'm planning plan on it although i'll be coming from the, the south from the uh, south because uh, there is a top golf in charlotte yeah uh, so yeah. we we may have to allocate a little bit of time coke 600 weekend and go obviously like where we are in pa the nearest one is two hours away so it's kind of 
annoying. Wow, that was really loud. Um, so yeah, it's just kind of it's just kind of weird. So it doesn't work as well. Um, yeah, I, it's the, so the the first thing I have on the list here is just rain, rain, and more rain. And yeah, uh, man, including it's, including Monday morning because you know obviously everything got postponed. And uh, then we had another postponement right there in the morning. You know, we were committed to leaving the hotel. I mean, we had nothing to do with the hotel. It was raining in Orlando. So we went, oh, sorry, you're good. Oh, you're good. Okay. Yeah. I just, I thought we lost everything for a second. No, I got deafened by the uh, mail notification. So I was oh. trying to make sure that did not happen again. And I hit the <laughs> okay. wrong button. So uh, obviously Xfinity got pushed back when we got to the track. And I'll be honest with you. I was, it was a little bit intimidating for me. I don't know about you. I like, thinking like, oh, this is going to be a late day. Oh, yeah. Right? Especially with the drive we had because we got our hotel booked the night before. We knew we were going to have to go to Jacksonville. Right. And we thought um, we were being smart because we were like, oh, there's no sense in going back to Orlando. Yeah. Like, we might as well head north after the race. And then... We were staring down the barrel <laughs> of a pretty intimidating long Monday. Yeah. Uh, and actually, I, I mean, it was. It was a grueler by the end of it. It was an, an intense experience. Uh, but it was neat. I'm really glad I went. And Yeah. Uh, well, I, I guess we should check off the through, list. You yeah, know? we should walk through the beginning of that. Uh, uh, so we did go to the tweet up. That was the reason we went early, right? And uh, what was Very, that? What was that like? It was cool, and 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 mostly like I Jordan Bianchi is like one of my favorite media personalities, and he I, he's really funny on the podcast. He gives Jeff a hard time, which we all love, and he is like one of the coolest personalities because every time you talk to him, it's like you're talking to whatever, like your best friend from, from years ago. Cause it's just easy to, you know, whatever. So we ended up hanging out with him for really honestly, most of it. Um, yeah. you know, everyone, uh, Jeff Gluck was wearing his, uh, pretty in pink outfit that, yeah, that Bianchi out picked Jeff. out for. <laughs> we know he got a lot of attention that he may or may not. Have. Was that a bet? Is that what it was? Yeah. So okay. they, they do a, uh, was it a good race poll bet? Yeah. And he, Jordan beat him last year. Okay. Yeah. So, so Bianchi got to pick his outfit for today. And honestly, he, was a lot nicer than I thought he would be. Like I, I expected this like borderline flamboyant <laughs> pink thing, and so honestly, like it was actually kind of a nice, like it was a decent looking suit. So I thought that was actually pretty good. So I wonder if he wore it two days in a row. He did because I, you have to. Yeah. He had to, and that yeah. was so he did all of the media stuff on Sunday in the pink suit, and then had a second one. That he wore for for Monday, which Neat. was fun to get clarification. But yeah, shout out to Jordan. He's a really nice guy. Uh, you two seem to get along. I think you guys are very similar people. And uh, but he's just he's just as cool as anyone you meet at the track. And oh yeah, a really nice guy. So that yeah, was a good time. Big time. No, that was that was really cool. And uh, just enjoy seeing them. Like it's neat that that the personalities of the sport make themselves so available. Yeah, you know, because like I, you don't get that option at an NFL game. You know, it's. I True. feel like at NASCAR, yeah. you have the opportunity to see the people in the sport so much because it's like even the appearances, which it was kind of a shame because we didn't know about most of the appearances that weekend until like 30 minutes before and we were in Orlando. So it was like, oh, that sucks. But like Corey LaJoy had a whole pile of stuff. I know Tony Brenninger, uh, trying to remember. I mean, Denny Hamlin, there was, there was piles of appearances. Um, during the rain Sunday, Zane Smith, Todd Gilliland, and Harrison Burton literally were just walking through the campground because they're like, oh, you fans stuck around. You want to, you know, go, yeah, come out cool. and meet you. So it's like, it's just neat how accessible the sport is. You know, it's, I, it's their Super Bowl, right? Like we just had right. back-to-back Super Bowls, if you will, uh, different series. 
Um, and it, it's neat to, and this is not a dig at the NFL. We, lo- we love football. I love football. Um, it's not, this isn't even a comparison. It's just more, it's just cool as a NASCAR fan, especially if you're a new fan. We were at the biggest event of the year. This is the first time yeah. I've ever been there. And uh, you still have that, like, I was thinking, like, if, if, if NASCAR was a city, it has a small town feel. Like, no matter how big the event is, you still feel like everything is accessible. If that makes sense. That's, yeah, that's no, how you're 100% it feels like right. in my head. Um, 100% right. And that's cool, you know. I hope NASCAR never changes that. Uh, I know there was a little off-season debate about, like, are the superstars too accessible uh, no, never change NASCAR. Yeah, ne- never change. And <laughs> never change. I, I, they, I think there's probably less activation than there was before, but it's still good. So, like, I don't ever want to demonize what's happening. Yeah, because uh, I, I think there's a lot of things they're doing right. So, so that was that was that. And then uh, we did do our live. We had a lot of uh, fans join us on yeah. our our morning live stream from the Midway, which was really really fun. Um, Enjoy getting all the response from people doing uh, race predictions and rec predictions and gosh, what else? What else did we talk about? We talked about teams and cars and rain and just a lot of speculation. <laughs> it's, it's like how, how do you speculate Daytona? I mean, that's all it is is speculation. It's kind of honestly. a crapshoot, yeah, a little bit. And because you know certain guys are going to be fast, it's a lottery. There are yeah. there's bigger odds for better guys, but at the end of the day, anyone can win it. It's not right. like. It's not, like, I, it's not like Harrison Burton can't win it. You know right. what I mean? Like his odds are going to be higher at Daytona versus Martinsville, you know? Well, big time, yeah. big time, big time. So, yeah. And it's, I mean, because I, I didn't have William Byron at all on my radar. Like he would have been, and I picked him to win the championship, but he probably would have been like well, 15th on my potential to win radar. Like I, I so, okay. This is an interesting way of asking it. So, uh, what what's the gap between your fifteenth most likely and your most likely? You know what I mean? Like, how much yeah. of a drop is it? Well, it's so, and I guess I'm just going to roll this right into the to the racing product conversation because there's there are people that can make moves that can control the race. Uh, I mean, you look at Denny Hamlin's track record, no question, he knows what he's doing. Um, my guy Blaney, great. Great uh, super speedway track record, Joey Logano, uh, Ross Chastain, like all these guys that you know, Brad Keselowski, that they are really good at these tracks and they can really control. And that, to me, is what puts it in the top five. What's frustrating, is, and, and I feel like we saw this, uh, we definitely saw this on Sunday, the ability for the driver to make a move feels restricted. Yeah. Um, and, and Denny went into it on his podcast and it, it was a little painful because I'm literally listening to his podcast going, yep, 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 yep. <laughs> you know, like literally agreeing with everything he says because it's like we we just saw it. Like we just witnessed this in person where... It hurts our pride. <laughs> oh, these, these cars are so slow and have so much drag that the, the ability for the individual driver to actually like step out and make moves is just is just handicapped and you know that that's what's frustrating because i think that's where you're starting to see some of the random winners like and and it's nothing against william byron i mean obviously i think he's one of the best drivers in the cup series right now but like he didn't do anything yesterday to prove to me that he was like a, a winning contender it was just like 
you somehow survived the wrecks and you happened to be there and then you just maintain like honestly Ross Chastain impressed me more on Sunday with the way he was able to manage the runs right before obviously we had the big pile up so yeah it's and and that's where it's like where do you go from the top 5 to the top 15 of what you expect and I think that's the difference but right now that probably doesn't matter as much now I have a slightly different take on this um I mean it's similar um, I mean, I would, I'm not debating the fact that this happened. Now, I will say, just to preface this whole thing for the listeners who weren't at the track, do you think that they understood what was happening the way we did? Because we're listening to three right. spotter audios at a time. You know, we're hearing... We, we, I learned yesterday... I mean, we, I knew... Okay, back up. I knew going into the weekend that fuel mileage was something that was on people's minds. Sure. They talked about it. But I did at Daytona. You can hear the, the the PRN broadcast, the radio broadcast behind you, and I'm realizing in the moment uh, they're embellishing a lot of what was happening on track. And I even saw a comment on like a YouTube channel, uh, like la- this morning or last night, where they were like the PRN broadcast. They, they, somebody had asked like, "Was this a good race?" And they were like, "It sounded great on the radio." And you yeah. know, <laughs> I'm sure it did. Yeah, they made it sound <laughs> they were so exciting. File and, you know, it looked like a drag race. But I'm just wondering, do you think that people uh, who watched it on TV, uh, like the average fan, realized just the degree of pace laps they were basically setting for the majority of and, the race after, I don't know, lap 10? <laughs> yeah, and, and honestly, I, I don't think you do because I remember, um, you know, this is my first super speedway race with this car. And like, I honestly, like I, I wasn't wild over it, but I'm like, no, I think it's a pretty decent package. Like I didn't think it was bad. Yeah. And listening to DBC last week or, or it would have been two weeks ago and, and Freddie was just destroying it. He's like, this car sucks. You can't do anything. It's just like ride around, ride around, ride around, and then try not to wreck in the last five laps. And I was listening and I'm like, man, yeah, it feels super critical. Like, I, I don't know that I feel a hundred percent that way, but now like, Seeing it in person and getting to actually watch the moves, watch the everything, it's like, oh frick, Freddie's one hundred percent correct. Like yeah. it's they they were twenty five miles an hour off pace in yeah. stage two versus the end of the. We race. need to walk through exactly <laughs> what that was and what that looked like for the people because I don't know to the degree that the people at home because we were at the track. Sure. Now I'm wondering, like, has this been happening for the entire next gen era? Have they been doing this the entire time? Or were they doing this at the end of last year at like Talladega? They probably were, and I didn't realize it because I thought you see, it gives the illusion that they are side by side racing and you can develop a third line. Right. And I thought I even said this on the podcast. I think we all kind of came to this conclusion after watching on TV, like, oh wow, they uh um they really must have done something with the package to where the third lane is viable. Well, now we realize, or at least <laughs> I, for me, I'm fully aware now that like this is because these guys are running at like 30% throttle. Yeah, it's insane. They're fuel saving. And no wonder it looks like there's a third lane. It's because you can... Okay. It's because they're on the accelerator. <laughs> yeah, people, people <laughs> wouldn't have seen this unless you were at the track. AJ Allmendinger lost the draft at one point and there was nothing wrong with his car. He was just... It was just a pit thing. Like he didn't come out with a buddy. Yeah, for and, whatever yeah. reason, he just didn't make the the draft. And well, guess what? He I was expecting him to get like lapped within ten laps. He was 
speeding the field on a single car run. Now, obviously, yeah. he wasn't saving any fuel. He was just... He was in go mode. He was yeah. in go mode. He didn't want to go lap down. You don't want to get run over at that point. But for the majority of this race, certainly in the middle of it, in the beginning, uh, well, after lap 10, we'll get into that. <laughs> Brad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, gosh. I don't want to get sidetracked by that already. But just so the people at home know, I'm just, I don't know to the degree that the broadcast pointed this out. I'm really curious. If you listen to this and you have a way of like commenting on our socials, you should definitely let us know. Like, if this goes on TikTok, let us know if the broadcast made you aware to the degree that they were running like minimal, like half throttle saving fuel because it gave this illusion of side-by-side -side racing, constant battles, and that's not what was happening. These were glorified pace laps in, in the words of people like Danny yeah. Hamlin. And, it, uh, it honestly, from the stands, at least for me, it looked like you were watching the pace laps and you just hit like yeah. one, number one fast forward on your, on your remote. Now, for me visually, <laughs> like I don't have inbuilt radar. I'm at the track. I'm at this track for the first time. I've never been to a plate race and I'm, I'm watching them from the stands and I don't know how fast they're going. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's just the, what they're right. saying over the radio is what t keyed me in to like, oh, they're really saving hard here. And then once you pay attention to it, like uh, towards the end of the fuel saving, you could get into the bottom lane and then just single car your way up because the draft at that point isn't stopping you. Right. Um, it's not even a factor. Like I didn't realize to the degree, like they're going 15, 20 mile an hour slower than maybe qualifying. I don't know. Yeah. Or they could be. So yeah, now, I, I would, I just would love, I, I think, and I think Denny nailed it because based on what I saw with my eyes and what Denny recommended on his podcast, I think he's right, which is if you can get rid of some of the drag, yeah, you're going to, eliminate that like i know you know there's ideas of like well add more stages get rid of this stage move this stage here <laughs> and it's like it just feels like a band-aid you know yeah. whereas like why don't we just remove some of the drag from the car dude they looked so slow like i know you're still traveling at 170 miles an hour but like the xfinity cars smoked the cup cars the guy beside us when we sat down for the 500 was telling us that we should, if you, if you are thinking about doing the Richard Petty driving experience to do it because it, he got up to like 155, 160. And I was thinking like, ah, oh, that's, that's like 50 miles an hour slower than the NASCAR yeah. cars. But then I realized like, well, they're only going about 10, 15 faster when they're saving fuel. So yeah, I guess no, it is like, the NASCAR experience. It really is. So, I mean, it's yeah. not that far off, you know, back in the day you're running 200, but, um, we we obviously have to get into this because it's really the the storyline of the race. If you didn't real now, if you're listening to us and you watch the broadcast, there's a good chance that you don't even realize the extent that this is going on. I can't like fathom the difference. I mean, I, I, it's crazy because I don't know how long this has been going on, and I just became aware of it this weekend. Just the degree of like, oh, that's what was going on. Yeah. Um, I will say this. This is where I slightly. I'm not going to say disagree, but just have like my own opinion about it, which was like, if you asked me, was it a bad race? I would say it could be improved, but it doesn't make it illegitimate. It doesn't make it um, any less of a race. I mean, than any other plate race, obviously you can, you can ask the question is a plate race or a legitimate race because it's, you know, even when all systems are perfect, sure, is sure. it, is it still luck? And it's like, well, yes. Kind of. Yeah. yeah I mean, that. There, there's that variable. And we know that. But in this case, it's like, so you have a weird system for whatever reason, and we could get into it. Uh, honestly, Denny did a great breakdown of like why. Um, but 
you, it, it, at any rate, you have the situation where they're saving fuel for 75% of the race. And to me, I do think it just, it's like, this is the meta. How do teams respond? And I thought it was interesting because it brought up a situation where at the end, you had the Fords have their own line, the Chevys have their own line. And if it wasn't like for Ross Chastain blocking the Ford line, which were surging to beat the Chevys as they were speeding up because they, yeah. they were always a little bit later than everyone else. Um, you had a situation where like you had a lot of Chevys up front. And sure enough, a Chevrolet won the race. And the 24, the 48, the one, they were controlling a lot of what was happening out of front with the last, you know, the last 25, 30 laps, you know. Um, obviously, a lot of cautions involving them, but that's because they were in the front controlling the lanes or trying to. And, you know, I think that comes down to, hey, they may have executed the strategy the best. They just had that slight performance advantage to get out there and stay out front. And we could definitely talk about whether or not that's ideal from a, a racing product standpoint. I would say probably not. I think we all know once you realize like this is what's happening, uh, you know, like the drivers don't want it. I can tell you that. So that says a lot. Yeah. Uh, and you know, once you know about it as a fan, it's like, well, that's not ideal. Yeah. Um, but within the rules that they are currently running, um, to me, it's like, well, you know, <laughs> still there's just some strategy within it and to me it's like okay um it's not like they can't do anything about it, it okay there's a strategy it's not ideal that there is this strategy but within the confines of that rule like who's going to figure it out who's going to execute the best and to me it felt like the chevys did um and we heard a lot of people even yesterday talk about like chevy we didn't even know if they were going to be as good as the Fords and the Toyotas with their new noses. And, you know, Chevy's still a pretty good organization. And I feel like oh, yeah. you could literally see that. Like, they obviously, I thought they controlled their own destiny is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. No, they did that well. And it was, so it was hard for me because, like, I even thought about it with the the Jeff Gluck poll. And it was like, was it a good race? And I was like, well, like, I I I kind of walked away disappointed, honestly. Um just because, and and obviously, like this is a little bit biased, my opinion, and it's not all like blaming NASCAR, but you had three quarters of the race where nothing happened, like straight up nothing happened, like yeah. they just followed each other in a circle for 160 laps, and then basically when the racing started getting good, then my guy gets wrecked five laps later, and it's like, okay, yeah. well there's that, and then you're like, well, okay, but you know we're gonna get a good finish, and like I was equally as excited because your guy was up there, Mitch's guy was up there, and it was like, oh, cool, like all right, I got something to root for, and then it was just like, oh, oh, it's it's over, oh, yeah, okay, you know, and it was just like, like I'm I'm literally watching you know Byron celebrate on the front stretch, and like I'm literally just confused of what did I just watch? Did I did I literally just sit in in 48 hours of rain to watch basically? Interstate 77 for two and a half hours because that's <laughs> kind of what it felt like. And that's where it was like, eh, that it, it kind of sucked, you know? So it's that's my frustration. Like it, it's, I think it's still better than the tandem days. I hated tandem super speedway racing. I thought that sucked more than anything ever that has come to the super speedways, but it did leave me kind of disappointed like oh that that's oh that's the 
the race. Okay. And and I'm not putting, I mean, we'll talk about that. I guess we'll just talk about it now. The finish, there's zero fault on NASCAR. Like when when you spin coming across the white flag line, like what what are they supposed to do? You know what I mean? I mean, it, there's that that is what it is. Um, so there, it's not like there's anything to to address as far as that's concerned. It's just one of those like, hey, sometimes you get what you get. I mean, the two was coming back up the track, obviously because he hit the wall. Mm. So like, you have to throw the yellow there, which sucks, and you can't do a green white checkered because the 48 and the 24 have already taken the white flag. So it's like, I get it. It's just, it just sucks. Yeah. You know, it's really hard to find someone to blame for it. Like, is it, is oh yeah, exactly. Actually like all in all, I think I realize it's at least this is my perspective. It's just a product of circumstance and it happens sometimes. Sometimes these races, the, the plate races aren't as, uh, uh, memorable and iconic as we want them to be. Like, yeah, I, I when I show up to uh, Daytona for the first time, I'm looking down there and actually I got chills thinking like, wow, not just because it was cold. Uh, <laughs> I got chills because like I'm looking down there and like I remember watching like the 29 just edge out Mark Martin. Yeah, like and, right like, there. Iconic finishes like that under the lights where I'm like, dude, like we could have one of those. But I know, I also know in the back of my mind, I've seen plenty, if not more situations where like, you know, a guy's leading by a lot or it ends under caution. It's like, you never know what you're going to yeah. get. Um, with this finish, it's like, do we blame the uh, the boring middle of the race for that? To me, I don't think so because it's like they strategized to get it there towards the end. You had more people in the field because there was less wrecking in the middle of the race. Yeah. Um, you know, back in the day when they did race harder in the middle of the race, half the time, like my guy Jimmy Johnson was out like on lap 60, you know, yeah. and it's like, well, no, now what? <laughs> now what? But like, a lot of our guys were there at the end. Uh, well, <laughs> helps when you have three guys. Like I was rooting for three guys. Well, that's true. Yeah. Ross is the one that remained. Uh, rest, <laughs> rest in peace to uh, Corey and Jimmy Johnson's uh, 500 championship or 500 winning <laughs> hopes. They were uh, killed before yeah. double digit laps. Shout out <laughs> thanks, to you, Brad, Brad Keselowski. Yeah, thanks, yeah Brad. that was uh, appreciate that. Thanks you know, for pushing the trial, so, buddy. And and I thought. <laughs> I really thought it was going to be John Hunter's fault because I had a friend that was like, well, John Hunter parked it in front of him. And I was like, oh, okay. So I, I went back this morning and actually rewatched like that whole lap. And yeah. I'm like, no, that was Brad. That was Brad. Dumb push at a dumb spot. He went to the side of the 42 and hit him. And it's like, this never works. This never works. It's the same thing he did to Byron in the duels He's the that took Ross. Blaney out. And it's like, dude, like you are one of the most accomplished super speedway drivers. How can you keep doing this? He's one of the most notorious speedway drivers for better or for worse because I mean, he's like the Ross Chastain of speed super speedways because every time he's involved, you're automatically not going to give him the benefit of the oh, doubt. Oh no. <laughs> At least that's and, where I'm at with it. I and honestly deservingly. Like yeah. I honestly so what's funny cuz it's it was kind of hard to to see exactly what happened. Yeah. And when they had the big pile up on the backstretch, I actually thought it was Brad's fault because from, you know, a mile and a half away or however far away our eyes were, it looked like the six wrecked himself. And I was like, oh, are you freaking kidding me? Is this going to be like the weekend of Brad just wrecking every car in the Cup Series? Would anyone be surprised? That's the thing. No, that's the, like, honestly, I, I, <laughs> that's what I, mean. I wasn't even shocked. I was like, oh, okay, yeah. well, that's cool. Brad wrecked him twice this weekend. Great. Awesome. <laughs> you know, so... Yeah, it's right. Anyway, like I, I have no blame. I, I would love to see a racier package come back. 
Um, and I don't think it's that hard. I think we can give the cars a little more motor and pull some drag off, and I think it's fine. Yeah, I do think we can tweak everything that needs to be tweaked. Well, apparently NASCAR doesn't want to do it. I don't know what their issue is. We're definitely going to get into that because, you know, <laughs> we are. <laughs> we had a little, uh, uh, basically, we, we everything we're talking about, we had eight hours, ten hours yesterday in a car, <laughs> in a car to talk about. Just, yeah, exactly. We should have just hit record. We were talking about this, too, like. Yeah, Shoot, we, we, we need, need like a. We need to start doing just post-race podcasts from the car, yeah, or the truck, whatever we're driving. Yeah, yeah, because because that's honestly like the we had are so many good. <laughs> yeah, because we kind of laid into the competition of NASCAR a little bit yesterday. We did. So I was wondering if this is gonna like. Actually, I was thinking like when we get to the studio, is this gonna if we if we do this and. Are we going to have like really, really efficient, consolidated, well thought opinions, or are, are these all going to be like tired out, worn out conversations we had like three times? <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Like, what's yeah. the vibe going to be? But <laughs> well, and, and it makes so like my initial thought was this is your Super Bowl. Like, so to have the bulk of your Super Bowl be like watching an interstate, like that should throw up warning flags to me. But I look at the the uneducated NASCAR fan and the TV viewer. And honestly, if they don't see it, I don't know if NASCAR cares. So mm. the, the, only, the only saving grace for me is the teams have been whining about this pretty much since 2022. Like this, I heard this right out of the gate from all of the people in the industry. Like this car is way too much drag. You can't do anything. So... What gives me a little bit of encouragement that we might see a change is really Monday. Haha, I got the right day. Monday, we really saw the entire sport uh, from a team perspective uniform together and just say, okay, well, if we can't pass, we're just going to save fuel for 500 miles. Yeah. Because they're literally every car on the track was on the same agenda. And and I, I watched a little bit of the broadcast earlier today before you got here. Okay. And like they actually you were hearing some of the scanner audio like um at one point Kyle Larson was buried in the pack and Cliff Daniels was like this is perfect he said honestly them slowing down helps us even more yeah he's like you know and it's just like i don't know to have your your uh, supposedly biggest event of the year come down to who can hit the gas pedal the least amount is just so irritating and it's not I'm, ideal, right? No, and and that's where I'm kind of hoping, like, I, like, because I, I appreciate the strategy, and you know me, like, I'm I've never been a strategy guy. Yeah. That's just not my flavor of racing, and I understand we're all different, which is good, because um, I always want to see drivers that can control their destiny. Yeah, and I feel like you just didn't have that at all Monday. It was like you got a point, you know. You, know, you want a like guy Cliff running Daniels, as hard as he can yeah. for 500 miles, and then the best man wins. That's kind of where I'm at. Yeah. So I, my only hope is all that, all those words, just to say, I'm hoping since the sport did it in such a huge fashion Sunday that NASCAR finally sees it and is like, oh crap, we can't have this again because, like, I walked away, going, eh, I'll probably never come to another race here because I just like it was cool. I mean, the the pre-race atmosphere, the just being there is amazing. Like, it's really cool. I'm so glad we checked it off the bucket list. But, like, you look at the racing product where we're at right now, and it's like, eh, I have no desire to go to a super speedway right now. Because yeah. it's like, I at least I can sit at home and do something else if they're riding around <laughs> in, in an interstate pack for two two hours. So yeah. I think it was worth it just because I didn't have to watch commercials. 
Oh my I gosh, you're probably right. <laughs> you're probably right. I really don't like commercials. The amazing part is it looks like the broadcast actually caught all the wrecks. Yeah, that's good. I mean, there was only three, but still. Yeah, one at the beginning and two at the end, right? Yeah, I mean, it sounds right. Not I, don't, much. I don't think we're missing anything there. Yeah. Huh. So... About that. But I'm amazed they weren't at commercial one of the times because I was half expecting to hear that. So, so going back, I guess just to finish the point about like uh the I just got distracted by the drum head. It says Anthem 2017. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm like a kid. Like a this is our as our first anthem show. Oh. I never saw that. I broke a drum head during the set. Oh, okay. So yeah. that's it's definitely broken. That, yeah, now that's sorry. Uh <laughs> maybe we can cut ADHD that squirrel, what? Yeah, exactly. Um so circling back just to finish my thoughts on the finish of the race, it's like what can you blame? It's like, do you blame the format? I think we should change the format, but I don't think that really like would have changed too much. I don't, I don't yeah. like at the end of the day, you can say, well, it was boring until the last 20 laps, but Hey, what about the last 20 laps? Was it good? I mean, you can't really, I mean, we could have a better package. Yes, we could. But at the end of the day, it's like, Hey, there was a lot of blocking. You had a lot of two wide, you know, um, side by side. Yeah. It was interesting. And, you know, you could say you were bored up to that point and, you know, you couldn't control your own destiny the way you want to to get to that point but at the end of the day it's like i understand why people feel like <laughs> not so satisfied you know with the finisher is like very anticlimactic for them to me i guess i just i knew that that was always a possibility at a plate race it doesn't always have that incredible finish right sure. um, I'm, i never felt any disappointment from that personally um I don't even feel disappointment for Ross, my guy, getting spun out because that's the other thing is like, well, do you blame the guys uh, who were involved in that incident for you know anything dumb that they did? And honestly, I saw three guys just kind of like doing what they felt like they needed. Just going for it. Yeah. Honestly, after 160 laps of nobody doing anything, I didn't really have any criticism because it was like, hey, people are doing something. Like, yeah, you know, and, I love what Ross did. Yeah. And, and honestly, what's I forget was it Dale, Dale Jr. I think made the comment that if it was just Ross's move and if, if it was just the seven and the two, neither one would have been a wreck. But it was that perfect windstorm of like it was all three. Yeah, it yes. was the seven jacking up the two at the same time. The one tries to split the middle is what caused it. it was you know, three so, guys just not just going up. for it. Yeah, yeah, going for it exactly. I the love two it. Was going to try and take his space back after he went down for some reason. Corey was not going to lift, and the one wanted that space because it opened up. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, who do you blame in that situation? Well, yeah, and it's so hard Ross, to get runs. Like you have to take them, and the one exactly. had a run. So because the twenty four got stalled, so it's like if you don't take that run, you're going to kick yourself for the whole next year. So exactly. it's like, like Ross had to take it. Like, I'm not I, even upset at what could have been. Once I saw the replay one time, because yep. I couldn't even really tell what was going on in person, I had to like. We kept YouTube using TV. our phones to find out what yeah, was going shout on. Shout out yeah. to YouTube TV, which was our instant <laughs> replay system, you know, and the Wi-Fi network at the Speedway, which was great. Yeah, it was fantastic. Yeah, because it was, and it's yeah, because uh, I, I thought that part was good. Like I said, I have no no blame at all on the finish. I love everyone's going for it. Yeah, I think um, that they uh, they called it right. They explained themselves at least on Twitter, and then yeah. the uh, the situation where it's like, well, should they have done it sooner? Their explanation made sense to me. It's like. They were going towards the infield, and then once they started coming back towards the pack, they, then they right. had to do it. And it's like, a, right? Because if both cars would have gone in, they would have let it run, yeah. for sure. Yeah, yeah, um, I've seen that before. Right, I, which I is it. which is the right call. So it's like, 
literally they did everything they could. It was just a circumstance thing. Yeah. So I'm I'm great with it. It's not like Dale Jr. or Chase Elliott were out front and you know Yeah, it wasn't the like <laughs> is it in the script? Yeah, you know? exactly. It wasn't like did they do that on purpose? Like I don't think William Byron's uh, exactly at that status yet. No. We'll say, well, that but, remains to be seen. But though. I will say exactly what I said at the end of the race. William Byron is the luckiest driver in the NASCAR Cup series. Like there's some truth to that. I I love him. I think he's a great driver. I think he's a future Hall of Famer. I have never seen a driver back into wins more than him because yeah. like half his wins last season, like Darlington comes to mind. Ross and Larson, top two cars all day, wreck each other. Billion, Billiam slips by on the apron mm -hmm. and wins the race. Mm -hmm. um, we had uh, the Atlanta one last year where yeah, literally it was a pit window versus rain gamble that went badly. And then, oh, by the way, the guy that's been running 20th all race is leading and the rain comes out two laps later, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So it's like, uh, there's that. And then again today, like nothing, nothing against him, but like if you, if, if you would have asked me with 15 laps to go who I thought was going to win, he would have been about 20th on my list. Yeah. Because it was like, I never saw him controlling anything. I never saw speed. And then it's like, the checkered flag waves and the 24s out front. Well, even that's elusive because, like you say, he didn't have speed. I said this of Ross yesterday. Uh, you know, I realized at the end, oh, it's not that he has an issue getting up to the front. He has no desire to get up to the front. He's just saving fuel. Oh, yeah, It's It true. all came down to the execution of that strategy where all the Chevys pit at once. They just did whatever they had to do to get packed up and maintain the lead ahead of the Fords and the Yodas. And... Uh, it worked out for them. At least it improved their odds, right? Because you had a lot yeah. of Chevys up front. And even Ross said that. Like, he was just happy a Chevy won, and he knew that the odds were great. Um, obviously, that was deeply on the minds of each person and their team. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's like you really can't tell who is and isn't good. Now, I we should talk about this, though. Um, I think Corey LaJoy and some others deserve a shout because – they were there at the end and they were out front the whole time. And we saw yeah. Corey do well in the trucks. And, you know, shout out to Mitch, who we give a lot of, I, I know I've, me and Dave give yeah, a hard time to. And speaking for myself, uh, you know, I've wanted to see certain things out of Corey. Just like, same thing with like Bubba Wallace. Uh, not the same issues, but just like where it's like, are they their, their own worst enemy sometimes? Yeah. Um, that sort of thing, right? I think that's the thing I would say they have in common where it's like, they obviously have talent, but... With Corey, we've seen him kind of, I've seen him kind of do the weirdest things when he's out front, where he came into this week with a totally different attitude. He did. Uh, with a, I think Spire has an entirely new attitude. Um, I think it's the first he's been allowed to actually race. And even Mitch, like, so he was up front in the middle, uh, I think end of stage two, even into stage three, and then he got shuffled to the back. Because remember, it was like him right. and Hamlin up front, and then he went to the back, and Mitch texted the group chat. This is how we communicated the track. We just text each other. Yeah. Um, <laughs> even though we're sitting beside each other, we got earmuffs on. So he had said something like, oh, it was good while it lasted. And I was like, dude, it's not over. I just yeah. watched Brad go from the back to the front in like two laps. I don't even know how he did it. I just blinked and he was there. I think he was the only one in the accelerator. I'm pretty sure he did that. It could be, yeah, it could saving. have been that very well. Um, I don't know what was going on at that point. It's hard to, I wish I, wish I knew. I wish I had all that data. Um, but Corey was there at the end just like he was at the truck race before he crashed. And uh, I don't know. I, I He deserves a shot because he was actually a performer. And uh, I do think there are super speedway guys that do tend to just do better than others. Yeah. For sure. Bubba, no, he finished up near the front. Yeah. It was nice to see 
LaJoy not put himself in a bad spot because it's like he I feel like that happens all the time and he he managed yeah. he managed himself well so and it was a good finish um for him good finish for him uh speedway complex 10 out of 10 uh, that's I, I was blown away yeah. like like the it's funny the grandstands were impressive and it feels like a really dumb statement to make but if you've never been to Daytona you have three completely independent landings all with their own food hangout areas activation areas for sponsors bathrooms elevator and then it's like the wi-fi is phenomenal um it, it's just like i was so and it just it, I, I don't know it was funny that i kept bringing it up but i was so impressed with the grandstands because like it created such a good environment for it um and the seats are great they had lots of tvs which was great because obviously super speedways it's just the sheer size of the track you you can only see so much so having yeah. the screens everywhere like shout out to daytona facility was great um shout out to nascar on their weather calls all weekend moving the arca race up getting xfinity qualifying in when they had a tiny little window saturday morning like just there was so much frustration with the rain and i thought nascar was a 10 out of 10 and how they managed it um, they and they tried to shove Xfinity in a in a window on Monday morning. Ended up not working out. But again, like I I appreciated the effort. Like they did everything in their power to not eliminate racing for the fans, but not keep us there till Wednesday. So, yep. Just worth mentioning. We give NASCAR a lot of crap. I just kind of tore apart their car for. 15 minutes so it's yeah, worth it's not like mentioning like, like two people making every decision no there, there's entire departments that they in charge of different things and obviously the people that can well control the weather uh the people that uh, <laughs> handle the weather uh they, they, they seem to do a pretty dome. good job so <laughs> that's the next thing so it was remember good. we thought like in michigan we were looking at the weather like ah oh, there's no chance we'll get it on monday and then they did and, and then they ended did up being yeah. a beautiful day so yeah. they obviously know some things they're pretty smart and the nascar curse continues because the only rain all weekend was in Central Florida, like literally Central Florida too, <laughs> yeah. because Miami did not have rain. Yeah, <laughs> so it's like it was just like Mother Nature was like, "Wait, where are they? At? Where's NASCAR? Oh, cool. It's yeah, a cosmic here. joke at this point. Like, oh, what's going on? So frustrating. <laughs> what did we do? <laughs> what did we do? Uh, so we had the Xfinity race after the Cup race. Yeah, what do you um, think? I mean, how? How? Would I you mean, say? entertainment value was definitely higher. Yeah, and and I will say, so we went from basically as high and as far towards turn one you could go to in the trioval and kind of down a little bit. And I did think it was a lot better. Yeah. I felt like you, it's again, big track, but I felt like you could at least see with your eyes most of what was happening, which was really cool. Um, and then obviously you're closer to the big TVs too. So when you do need a replay, you can, but um, I thought Xfinity. Now it was freezing cold. Like I don't, I don't know if people at home understand how unbelievably cold it was at this point. Like I was legit shivering in the stands. But I thought I, I love the Xfinity race package, or you know, the the racing quality. It's like drivers could make moves. Drivers can can you can judge what your bumps are going to be better because it, it's not this like everything's fine and then suddenly falls apart. Like it's just I, I don't know. I thought. I thought Xfinity was the best racing product of the weekend. Um, it definitely turned into a uh, a shoe show, but which I think we kind of expected. But um, I I thought it was fine. I, I mean, it, it was it was Daytona with the Xfinity series, like kind of what you expected, and uh, 
Big shocker, Austin Hill won again. We have the perfect yeah. opportunity in this moment to uh, uh, do, do some clickbait. Just be like, Gibbs joins the show. Gibbs joins yeah. the show. But we don't tell him which Gibbs. The cat's name is Gibbs. Right, the cat. You, I don't even know if they can see the cat. I don't know. Oh, yeah. he's a, Well, it's tail right now. Okay, I he's, lost my, my screen, so. Oh. <laughs> I Gibbs. Yeah, the Gibbs. The Gibbs is in the shot. So what, <laughs> so I don't know. Nice what, what did you think of Xfinity? Uh, it was it was good. I honestly was so distracted with one thing that I was fixated on, um, which was S. I was just three, listening three to letter, SVG. Yeah. <laughs> yes, uh, or SVJ if you are uh, Jeff Burton. <laughs> I oh, eventually they're going to figure out how to say his name. <laughs> nah, he's a. Speaking of figuring things out, man, he figured out that car pretty quick. He had a messed up race car. Um, I, I actually wonder how many people watched the Xfinity race after all that. Like, it was pretty late, but um, I was so hyper fixated on him. I didn't really know who to listen to. I got really no dog in that fight. Well, now I feel like I do because I listened to him and they, they babied him through everything. Uh, and I don't mean that in a bad way. I just mean like you could tell, like he was a total beginner, younger, yeah. total beginner. And, uh, it was fascinating to listen to. Yeah. Fascinating from the standpoint of here's a guy who clearly has a ton of talent, but he's in an element. He's, he's just doing something he has never done before. I mean, I guess he did do ARCA, which actually was interesting to me because like maybe they didn't trust the people that helped him in ARCA. I wonder if it was the same crew. Um, I didn't watch the ARCA race, but he was in it. But they raced him through this like it was his first race yeah. in, at, at, on a plate race ever. Um, well, and it, and it was a different racing experience because, like Arca, if you get too wide, that's it, because obviously, like your your uh, disparity between the equipment, driver skill, everything. Whereas Xfinity, I mean, we saw a lot of three, four bobbing, weaving. I mean, it was yeah, it was good. It was a very active driver race. So he did really well, and uh, he was the only driver I saw that spun through the infield that didn't come back onto the track. Like yeah. he, that that one spin that he had but i mean this is a completely different racing product from anything that svg has ever done before for sure for sure and i mean i he i i felt like he met expectations for me honestly probably exceeded just because i mean the guy totally is green he he did spin a car um unfortunately but uh you know it's it's he for the most part he kept his nose clean. The car made it to the end. Like yeah, I thought that was good. Yeah, for the listener, so he got in an accident earlier. It wasn't his fault. He just got pinned, and yeah, uh, it which we still up. don't know what happened. I still haven't seen a replay from that. Race. Yeah, I don't know. I just know he uh, for him he uh, he got pinned. He, his his steering was messed up. So like he had a lot of play in the steering wheel. He didn't even feel comfortable going around the track like after the accident to get to pit road. Uh, but eventually he got comfortable enough and they must have fixed enough of it. It wasn't totally fixed. He had to stay on the outside. Uh, but he ended up finishing P12. He was at the high side of three wide. And like you said, uh, his, his spotter was saying to him, like, I would love for you to be, I would love for him to be able to go down into that middle lane. Oh, yeah. Because you can do so much passing in it. You can make a lot of time uh, in the middle but there. But his car was so messed up and he was, I'm sure he would have been willing. He seems like he's a really, really, uh, uh, he's just a great race car driver, it seems like. Low level. So speed. I'm so excited for him. That was my takeaway from the Xfinity race was, yeah, you did have more passing, and I think I have a new driver that I'm interested in. Nice. And it's not like he's going to be a backmarker guy because he's just new. Like I'm actually thinking he's going to ha- have a lot of top 10s, and nice. that excites me. So. Yeah. 
No, I thought it was good. Um, obviously, a big Allgaier fan. I, yeah. I enjoyed listening to the communication between him and uh, Eddie DeHunt, his spotter. It was, I was legit laughing out loud. They, they may be my new favorite driver spotter combo. Because um, Eddie is very direct on what he thinks and he's very sarcastic, which is, of course, you know, my love language. And this is so. his new spotter, right? No, he's had Eddie for a while now. Oh, okay. Yeah. Eddie was with Chase last year, he moved to a different cup driver. But he was the guy that went to Jimmy Johnson that you said came from someone else. Uh, I can't remember now. It just went out of my head. Yeah, Um, we got a couple spotter changes. Uh, A lot of spotter changes in the Cup Series, but I think a lot of the Xfinity maintained ish. Yeah. So, but no, that was pretty good. Um, So yeah, like like all in all, was it was it was a cool weekend. I mean, it's neat to be down there. You know, all the personalities, uh, the trucks everything were interesting to watch um <laughs> definitely interesting yeah the arca and trucks did pretty much what i expected them to um so it's good i'm excited the season's back ready to get rolling curious to see what we're going to see at atlanta this weekend um I, I think with the track being slightly different i think you're going to see a slightly more racy package than you saw at daytona because i think there's I think the ability to make passes is a lot higher at Atlanta just because the corners are tighter, so handling matters more. Yeah. You whereas, can leapfrog on the outside. You can. Whereas yeah. I feel like Daytona and Talladega, it's so gripped up and so wide open that you kind of get a lot of the, like, just follow the leader because you can't pass anyway. Yeah, you can't leapfrog so. because if you get out of line and there's no one in front of you, it's like you're, you're just going to parachute back, yeah. like Denny was saying. So Big old parachute. So, so I'm excited. Do you have anyone on your radar for Atlanta this weekend? I want to say, oh, this. I think more of the regulars that we're used to seeing as being good. So anywhere from Ross to to Brad to to the twenty four to any of these guys that yeah. you would expect, like all the top ten drivers, I think they shine at tracks like this. Um, you know, but with a, this is that much less of a luck element, is what I mean. I yeah, think you're. I, I think so. I would expect one of the household names, if you will, to win. Uh, as opposed to like the 500, where I'm like, oh, anyone can win it. Jimmy Johnson's going to win it. Like, um, which one final note on that? We didn't talk about this. I'm wearing my 77 hat, and <laughs> him, the 77 and the 84, two guys I love. Uh, well, uh, I better get into this. So the 77, I got the hat because although he crashed, uh, I want people to know that when he breaks out. I was I was a fan. I was here. <laughs> I was here first. I was here. Uh, I don't have any Jim. I didn't have any Jimmy merch, but I'm I'm a legacy Jimmy Johnson fan. Uh, a, a fan of Jimmy Johnson's from a long time ago. Not the not. You have your previous club. driver, your future driver. And yes, Ross exactly. Yeah, driver. the past, present, and future all converged. Well, two of those guys got wiped out, so I was sad about that. But I'm wearing the '77 hat just just because I want people to know. Despite the the bad start, that I still expect, I'm. I still believe. I, I was him. I was. I, I was not a bandwagoner, you know. <laughs> when it happens, when the breakout happens, man. Yeah, but, well, uh, that's the spirit. Yeah, that's the spirit. <laughs> that's good. I I I like those picks. I uh, I I feel I feel like I still like the Fords this weekend. Um, I'm liking the six or the twelve. I'm picking the six to wreck uh, two times this weekend, cause two wrecks this weekend, <laughs> um, but likely also win the race. So it's it just feels like that. So 
I feel like you got to start picking how many wrecks Brad causes at plate. That's going to be the new I thing mean, that we. The over under has to be one point five because it's usually one or two <laughs> or usually... maybe even three. My gosh, it's killing me. Um, final thoughts. Uh, I did enjoy as a Blaney fan. I will say I did really enjoy the end of stage two. Um, the the Penske teammates are historically terrible teammates. Uh, at one point in stage one, Blaney backed up the line to let them into pit, and then when they pitted. <laughs> They left him, and when Blaney asked them to drag back, they said they didn't want to because that's just who they are. They're terrible people. They don't work together as well as the Chevy teams do. And uh, so there was... Uh, I, I've been seeing this for years as a Blaney fan, like basically his teammates just kind of thrown on the bird and being like, good luck. So seeing him basically push Cindric out of the way to win the second stage was uh, very satisfying and very entertaining. That honestly was probably my favorite part. What did part he of say this. over the radio when they... Uh... Oh, yeah. So it was it was right after the, the stage one where Blaney's basically yelling at him on the radio to drag and drag and drag to, to keep them together. Um, and the very next stage, uh, Fidoa comes across Blaney's radio and says, hey, the two wants up. And Blaney's response was, ha! And that was it. <laughs> that was it. And he never let him up. They're not so, like the most uh, close loving teammates ever there's no. there's not a lot of love between them i'm not saying they hate each other but uh, mid-race yeah <laughs> well it's <laughs> it's you know that the the two and the 22 have both shown how selfish they are yeah um which which at the end of the race i'm all for please i hate team orders at the end of super speedway races i want to see everyone going for it but even at the and, end of 2022 day two, and, uh, when cindric won <laughs> yeah, just run him into the wall. <laughs> but like this, this whole like we can't work together in stage one thing just shows how selfish they are. So I'm just mm -hmm. glad Blaney's finally fighting for himself and being like, whatever. It must be working. He won Forget a championship. So he won a championship. Whatever they're doing there, they just won two in a row. So yeah. So that was it. And uh, you expect the Fords next week? I, I do. I, I think so. I think part of me expects the Chevys. I don't know. Like I just don't expect any fall off there. I just think they're great. Um, I'm just hoping we get a race and not a, a parking lot again. Yeah, I mean, I'm rooting yeah. for Ross, put it that way. Yeah. Well, in case there's any confusion here, I'm rooting for Ross and then nod to the 77, who is my dark horse future star candidate. That's why I have the hat. But I'll be rooting for Ross, just like I was at the end of the last race. And uh, Nice. I'm excited for the race. Uh, do we even want to talk about, like, in general, uh, maybe we should just talk about this quick, is, like, there's a little bit of a disappointment about the next gen and then the, you know obviously this race there's yeah. issues that involve the next gen essentially that's what it comes down to um are we worried about the rest of the season well it, i think where i get really frustrated and this it's funny because this was basically two hours of conversation on i-95 yesterday exactly but you know where i get really frustrated is when you look at the situation for what it is remove all your opinions remove everything else this car is phenomenal in intermediates. It sucks everywhere else. Yeah. And I think what's so frustrating is we are on the third year of this and it feels like we've either done nothing in the, in the cases of the road courses and the super speedways or we've done band-aids with the short tracks where it's like, oh, let's just put another splitter on the car. Oh, well, it didn't work, you know? And, and in the back of my head, I can't help but go back to an interview with Kevin Harvick in 2021. And he told Dale in 2021, before anybody had seen a next-gen race, it, before we had seen what it was going to do, 
he brought up all these concerns he had with the design of the car. And my gosh, if they are not still dead freaking on to the frustration that we're seeing with this car. And so it's like, you know, I, I got kind of re-upset, I guess, in the car ride when we were talking about it. Because I'm like, okay, here's your new plan. Fire whoever is running the, the competition at NASCAR. Whoever your director of competition is, what I think is Ben Kennedy. So I'm really sorry. Fire him. Hire Kevin Harvick, Dale Jr. I don't care what their salaries are. Put them in charge. Give it three weeks, and I guarantee you it's fixed. Now, we decided we End like the rant. parts cars, right? We like Xfinity. We like the fact that like there's yeah. one manufacturer. We don't mind that format. I like no, the look I, of these I, cars. I, I like think a lot the, about... Yep, and I think the single-source part thing is is yeah. needed. Like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm 100% in on that. Yeah, that's not the problem. We don't want to go back, but we do want to fix this car. And I know for me... I'm not so convinced that they did fix it, you know, because it's like, yeah. And, you know, here's another thing, you know, the illusion of good racing. Sometimes I wonder with intermediates, I mean, I, I know the racing is pretty good, but there's still a lot of arrow blocking there, too. Oh, there is. It's, it's crazy. only good racing if you can ride multiple lines. You have right. to do, sl you have to do right. slide jobs because, like, if you get in their wake, you're going to get tight. You're, you're not going to turn. Uh, if you can use a different lane, then maybe you can be competitive. And it's a fun racing product, and I'm, I don't mind it in the same way that, like, if it's not ideal, at least it makes for interesting racing. But I think it could be even better because oh, yeah. we still—I think there's still issues there, even. So if, if we have less drag and more motor at every single track, it's not going to hurt it. Yeah, yeah. Like, there's no track on the circuit that you're going to do that and be like, "Oh, that sucks." So. Because I know they want to stick with one motor, which they totally can. Yeah, I think so. Just give it a little uh, yeah. more horsepower. Just give it a little <laughs> more, or literally pull the plate. All they got to do is pull the plate, and we're at 850. Oh, there you go. That's yeah. it. Like, we don't even have to design a new motor. We just pull the plate that's in it and give it 850, pull some drag off still, the the strakes, the the spoiler, whatever. And yeah, it's, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping, man. I'm like a little bit optimistic, but it, it's just, I mean, like we we were talking about going to Bristol this year, and I'm not buying any ticket until I see something change because it it kind of sucks right now, you know. So yeah, which is a shame, especially when Xfinity is literally good everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> well, hopefully Atlanta is at least one week off of worrying about anything to do with the next gen. We just yeah, watched I think it happen better. in Daytona. We had our eyes open to the degree of the 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 problem there with the racing product for Cup. Um. I don't know. I'm I'm not thinking about it too much. At the end of the day, it is what it is, and you know, the best guys are still going to be the best. I think at the end of this whole thing, for sure. So, oh yeah. At the end of the season, there's no surprises who's at the top of the board. Yeah, I think so. I think so. everyone that's there pretty much deserves it. Like, okay, so you win a plate race, like Ricky Stenhouse. If you're not actually a top five guy, you're not going to get into the. No, you're not going to get into the final four. No, it's not no, not at all. So, you know, whether or not you love it. I think there's enough. It's it's going to be okay. So I'm 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 mildly I'm I'm happy that the race I'm I'm happy that NASCAR is back. Despite yeah. all of this, I'm happy that NASCAR is back. That's, and for and we got four ten sprint cars. We yeah. got modifieds. I know Mitch is a big modified guy uh, or, or late model guy. Yeah. Um. You know, so I'm I'm excited to see them. But yeah. It is Any final thoughts? Do we even want to talk about trucks and Arca? It was a daycare. It was a daycare, and honestly, I think uh, in our in our in our part two of the podcast, we'll probably hit a little bit of that with Mitch, just because okay. Mitch was there. But yeah, I mean, Definitely. it's uh, that's 
you can literally just say daycare and and I'm pretty much covered because that's kind of that's kind of where we're at. That's a perfect uh, preview for you. <laughs> you guys can talk about. It. You guys can have that. <laughs> the daycare. <laughs> yeah. Any final thoughts for you? Uh, none other than I'm happy I went. Um, Daytona but, was cool. Do I want to go back? No. I just feel like because, it was a once and done for me. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard to see, at least for or it doesn't even matter. Like when you even sat in the middle, it was still hard to see. We were yeah. we lucked out in the middle for the Xfinity race because we had a big screen in front of us. Yeah, bigger than the other ones on the 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 side. So like, yeah, we had we were closer to the action, and it would have been cool if we could have watched a great finish. It might have been worth it, uh, but in both cases, we didn't really get that. And uh, it was cool. It was worth it. I'm so glad I did it. And uh, I'm just happy NASCAR's back. That's really all there, all there is to it. So I like it's it. It's exciting. Good, good parlay there. Yeah. So, all right. Well, uh, we will fast forward to part two. So, uh, hi, Mitch. Hi, Mitch. And goodbye to the people. <laughs> Nolan out. All right. Hey, everybody. I'm back here in the wonderful state of Pennsylvania. We just got back uh, from Daytona with Alex and Nolan, and it was an adventurous one. Alex, don't you say it was pretty adventurous? It was definitely adventurous. I thought the, uh, I mean, the trip entirely, and then I come home and there's this white stuff on the ground in Pennsylvania. Yeah, what's up like, with that? I don't, what's up with I, the white stuff? I specifically remember not requesting an order, so I don't know why it's here. <laughs> uh, I am not a snow fan. Uh, I yeah. want to go back to the yeah, warm. I, I can't believe it's still around. I mean, uh, I know we had they had a snowstorm up here while we were gone. I think on Saturday while we were. Uh, Getting washed out. So. <laughs> well, well, it was <laughs> raining endlessly in Daytona. Apparently, it was snowing here too. And did we come to the conclusion that I'm the curse for rain? Is that is that the conclusion? I after think this weekend. Well, so the only the only variable helping me is the fact that the Southern 500 weekend was like 95 and blue skies. Yeah. So other than I that, wasn't there. The, yeah, exactly. See, because otherwise <laughs> I could be the curse, but that's the one variable that is helping me. Yeah. Hey, it's all good. We'll break the streak here for the Coke 600. We're not going to have any rain that week. I feel pretty Come good on about now. that. Come weekend. on now. So we're we're gonna we're gonna bring good vibes to that because it's a it's a fun weekend and it's usually hot. And if it does rain, it's only going to be for thirty minutes, not for three days. So that's the way it should be. I like hot. Mm-hmm. I like ninety five degrees and driver appearances and good racing and the twelve car winning again. Yep, there we go. 12 car victory lane. <laughs> I'm just going to name it and claim it right now. It's happening. It's totally, totally happening. Yeah. So I guess. Well, I can the, see it happening. Yeah. yeah. So I guess really the first thing for us, uh, you know, we, we kicked off the dual night at Big Al's. Yeah, we did. Uh, so we got down, well, we got to, to Big Al's around eight o'clock, it felt like, eight eight ish. So, yeah, um, something got, around that, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And the drive down was pretty good, I would say. I mean, uh, we didn't. I mean, we left around nine o'clock, which I think was perfectly fine for what we had planned for the day. Yeah. Uh, the only thing that we might have missed out was uh, the, the go karts, the track house. But Cook Six Hundred Week would be better anyways because the drivers will probably be there. So, That's true. Um, but yeah, so like yeah, the trip down was good, and Big Al's was we we got there, and I know I, I've been there before. I uh, from when I lived down there, Big Al's. I've been there a few times. It gets rowdy on the weekends, and uh, it was pretty rowdy there for the duels. It was it was a, a fun level. We we made a couple a couple new friends there, and uh, I mean the one right out of the gate just gave Corey LaJoy crap, and I was like, <laughs> oh my dude, my dude. I thought I thought David was there. I thought that was David or something or Kenny. I was like, what the heck? I was like, 
right from the get-go, I, I get excited because Corey is up front and leads one lap. Right. And then, you know, he gets shuffled and then he gets stuck in I the mean, middle. He, <laughs> yeah, he gets stuck in the middle. Or, or was it before? He, he said, he says, Virgil said that comment, I think, before it happened. I can't remember. That's if true. It was I think it was. Or after. But it happened it, twice. Yep. <laughs> He's like, oh, there's just one lap. All right. All right. Well, down yep. it goes. Yeah, that was cool, funny. Though. He was, he was, it was cool to meet everybody there. And I think uh, the camaraderie, that was just set off the weekend pretty good. I was like, man, I miss this place. And um, I know. That's going to have to be on our good. list every time we go down now because, like, it's the the environment was really fun. Like, even the, the server and the staff and everything was, like, super fun. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep, that that's fun. I'll have to take you to Saeed's so you can get that full oh, experience. Oh, yeah. Got to complete um, our DBC tour, you know. Yep. And then... Uh, <laughs> Boyard Eats is pretty cool too when they have live music. I think that's a place you and David and everybody would like because uh, just the live music atmosphere and you guys like live music and whatnot. Um, that's true. And now we it, have a friend that's a musician down there so we can text him and be like, hey, you playing anywhere? Right. Virgil <laughs> might be playing at Boyard Eats. I mean, that'd be pretty cool. I'd definitely go and support. Uh, but it's really cool just to have fans to come like talk talk with at the at the bar just you know to watch with because I go to Pennsylvania to watch a race sometimes in a bar, and I don't really meet race fans. No. They're like not there <laughs> right. at all. And, and down there, they're, like, they're oh, everywhere. Hear? They're everywhere, and, and I mean, it, even if it wasn't dual night, I'm sure there, there was some, you know, somebody there. But there was there was there was about what would we say about ten people watching the race there. It felt like Thursday it, night? yeah, because they were all pretty good. Now there was one TV that had the race on, but um. I know. Well, I think <laughs> they had it on on the other side because oh, other I hope people so. on the other side were watching. I was like. I, I didn't think they were, were, but then the person with the Ricky Stenhouse hat was, was yelling something. I don't know. What's oh, going that's on. true. That's true. <laughs> uh, uh, so, no, no, it, was it was cool, man. Fun. I thought the food was pretty good. I, the pizza, man. I'll shout out to that pizza. That oh. pizza was good. Dude, the wings, too, know. were fantastic. Like, it was, it was 10 out of 10, man. Yeah. Now, if you like, if, you know, I guess the wings are good. And if you like pizza that doesn't, that doesn't have a lot of sauce on it, big, big cheese guy here. Um, <laughs> big Al's is the way to go. And uh, they'll start feeding you like random mixed drinks uh, without <laughs> charging you. So that that was that was odd. <laughs> that was so funny. That was so funny. The guy kept messing up other people's orders, and then he would just hand the drink to Mitch. <laughs> yeah, I think I had some kind of wine, and I I don't even know what Pico it was. Pico de Grazio. Pico de Grazio. It was strong. Oh my gosh! And then he gave me some pineapple mixed drink, and I was like. Alex, I think we need to go. <laughs> <laughs> this is it. This is the limit right here. We gotta go. We gotta go. The, this is the limit, but it was good, man. So Big House kicked it off pretty pretty well, and then uh, slept good at a it was a Hampton Inn, and then uh, I think that's where we stayed. What one of the uh, one of the affiliates? I don't remember. I think it, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. They're all affiliates at this point. Everybody owns everybody. Yeah. Um, but we got got to the truck race, or we got to the Daytona track pretty pretty good time. We saw. Every single car we saw, we saw the trucks practice or finish qualifying, and then we saw, uh, um, I think Xfinity practice and then yeah. Cup practice, and we saw the truck race. So it was it's good that we got there at that time. I think it was a, we planned it out well, um, and we felt rested to to, to part it up into two, right? Um, going down, and um, of course we got ourselves some Zaxby's and whatnot, which is not around in Pennsylvania. Um, the only thing we didn't get was cookout. The whole time. That's one thing I totally didn't think about. That's true. And I honestly thought about it because we we stopped at Bucky's on the way back and there was a cookout on the exit before. And I was like, oh, there oh, was? Yeah, I, I saw a sign. Know. I know I was afraid I to totally verbalize forgot. it. <laughs> I forgot <laughs> about it. I told, I, 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 I was in there. I forgot about cookout. Mm -hmm. So 
It's it's all good though. We'll, we'll ha- I'll have plenty. We'll have plenty of uh, times to have cookouts. So oh yeah, no worries there. Sorry, Bucky's came in clutch with the uh, brisket sandwich. It did. Mm. It did. On and, point. Um, it was good. I had two of them, and uh, <laughs> I know I should have gotten uh, two. Yeah, they were worth it. Well, I'll it. tell you this: the slice was better than the chopped. So the sliced brisket sandwiches were better than the chopped. I think I think the meat was just better the way it was produced. But I think it's the same meat. <laughs> that's that's good to know. Good. That's good to know. Yeah. I got the sliced and I really liked it. So yeah, it, yeah, it, it does need cheese though. It definitely needs it cheese. And it would you be put like some cheese on yeah. that. Mm. Mm. Maybe that a little coleslaw. A, I'm undecided. Little, little, I'm not a coleslaw guy, but at least sure cheese. It tastes good. At yeah, least I cheese. Mean, put, pack the cheese on. I'm a moomong. Come on. Come on now. <laughs> But yeah, we got yeah, well, we had we had all the uh, all the all the the races, and we were at the speedway. I mean, we, we won't skip over, it, but we left the speedway mm-hmm. at two o'clock in the morning. Yeah, on technically Saturday morning, Friday night. <laughs> so we, was, we got a full we got a full day of racing at Daytona. Yeah, so we literally sat there. We got there at three and watched literally everything until two in the morning. Um, man, it gets cold at night. In oh my Daytona. gosh, it I does. Was, I was wearing shorts and slides. <laughs> I was and, not prepared. And frigid. It was frigid. But I was just hoping that we could just like forget about cold for like a weekend. Um, but unfortunately, it, it follows us. So it, it's actually, it's just normal. It's February. It's going to be cold at night anywhere you go in, in, in America, unless it's like Texas or uh, New Mexico, maybe. I don't know. Miami. Arizona. Yeah. Miami. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, still, still good weather on Friday. Let's get into the truck race. Uh, so the trucks, man, like I thought they put on a great show. I, I, I really felt that from drop of the green flag, they were competitive, aggressive, maybe inexperienced in, in some ways. For sure. Uh, we saw we saw a lot of wrecks, man, like from lap four, from lap 12. I was going to say, it didn't take 21. long to get going. Yeah, it, it was uh, consistently chaos. And that's what, this ended the season last year, and, I, and then we picked off, kicked off right where we left off in the truck. So, uh, do you? What do you? Why do you think it was the way that was? It's. I mean, I, I do think they have one of the hardest driving vehicles. Uh, it it felt like the trucks were just super squirrely, like all the time. Uh, oddly enough, I feel like the Cup cars are the easiest driving cars right now, in as far as super speedway right. racing goes. And and of course they're your most experienced drivers, but they were definitely hard to handle. I mean, you saw like like bumps, pushes, everything. I mean, it, you'd see them getting squirrely, but it it honestly provided a high level of entertainment because it felt like you were on such edge all the time. So I I I, I kind of liked it. I mean, there was moments where it was like, all right, guys, can we just like can we just complete a lap? Uh, there were some random self spins. Oh my gosh, which was super weird. Like yep, we're at- we're at Daytona, and it's like not even the tribal. They're just all literally. Well, what was it? Keith McGee entering yeah, the tribal, it, just spun himself, turned turned right, some it, break maybe. It looked intentional. I, it was weird. Like I don't know. I'll give him the benefit <laughs> of the doubt. Something broke. Let's go with that. Let's just say something broke. It didn't look like a tire, but something must have broke. It was uh, weird. It was so weird. It was, but you know what? I liked how they all raced hard from the get go, and I think that was the coolest yeah, thing about true. the truck race. Uh, from from the first lap, they were racing hard, which made it intense. And then for me, Corey LaJoy was in it, so I was I was on edge the whole time. I was enjoying every single lap. He was he was aggressive. He was getting blocked by Sauter. Almost lost my crap when I saw that. 
Um, yeah, Johnny Sauter is still Johnny Sauter, in case anybody was wondering. Nothing yeah. has changed. Is he full-time in the 45? No. Or is that just a whole... It was, I, yeah, I think he's doing just a couple. That I mean, because I'm like, really? Do we have to have I another know. year of Johnny Sauter? We don't need it. Nobody needs it. Nobody asked we for it. We don't need it, man. Yeah. It, it just, yeah. And, 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 you know, I get why he was blocking, but I just feel like Corey kept getting blocked, and I was just getting really annoyed by that. So I I I realized after the Johnny Sauter block, Corey on the radio was like, "Okay, I'm done. I'm done being nice." And Which from there good. on out, he just he pushed the crap out of everybody. Yep. So if everybody's wondering why Corey did not lift whenever someone was in front of him, because he was sick and tired of getting blocked. Oh yeah, um, and I would be too. So he was um, he was having fun. I think he was enjoying himself doing you know pushing people to the front and going out you know taking the lead and losing the lead and getting it back and. Um, at one point we had Spire trucks like one, two, three, and I was just like, "All right, Spire is this was a good move." We out <laughs> we here. Got some, we out here. We got some quality out here. Um, kinda. <laughs> I don't know. I'm uh, telling you, man, the Spire prediction is looking more and more solid. I mean, it's they. They. Yeah. It was a decent week for them. Yeah, I, I think you nailed it on that prediction. And um, you know, I, I, can, I I'm just saying, like, I don't want to get my hopes up too high, so I don't want to get crushed, right? But. I think they are they are heading in the right direction, and, and Corey just seems more confident this year. And in that truck race, I thought he looked really good. Um, you know, I, and there was other trucks too. I just can't remember off the top yeah. of my head. So well, the, long ago, the the big one I remember was the one where I got really mad at Ben Rhodes, and then I gave him grace because I realized that he was like just trying to keep it under control, but he blew a tire because when his. Uh, his, oh, that wasn't his fault. Yeah. His park it in front of the field in turn three. And I was like, what an idiot. And then I was like, oh, never mind. He blew a tire. Okay. We're good. Well, he blew a tire because somebody hit Anchorum into him. Yeah. While they were, it was like, I forget who hit him. Brad but there Kislowski. was no chill. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, David. Sorry. That was every other race. My bad. My bad. That was every other race. <laughs> yeah, but you know, I just give him props to that and um, to just, just be racing hard and putting on a good show for the fans. And, uh, we did have a rain delay during that race, and I was like, "This is just stupid." I know. I'm like, "Please, like, just stop." About it, every every race we had had some kind of rain or or some kind of delay or reschedule because of it, which is. I had actually but, forgotten that until you said that, and then I remember because I, I have a video too. clip of it raining, and I'm like, You're, "You've got to be kidding me!" <laughs> there you go for the B-roll. <laughs> Jeez, how is this a thing? How is this uh, a thing? I'm blessed though. It was it was a good trip either way. Um, so let's talk about the, the the end of that race. Yeah, that just seemed very very truck worthy. Every year, it's always <laughs> something. It's True. just every every year. I don't think it can hide it. And and honestly, they were all racing hard. And I just I think Raja. This was the last. They were on the last lap, correct? I think it was a white flag. Yeah, yeah. So Raj Raja Rajay, he, <laughs> I I guess he he hit Ch- uh, Corey. He yeah. hit a Corey, and then he felt that Corey hit him. I think Corey was just trying to help him. And at first, from the stand fan like fan standpoint in the stands, I really didn't see. Um, I didn't really see. I didn't really see what happened. I, I to be honest, I didn't really see if he was pushing until we had to look at the replay. Right. And I, to me, to me, right away when I saw the replay, I didn't think Corey did anything wrong. But I'm biased a little bit. You know, yeah. Check my boy. Uh, but also I'm a realist too. Uh, but what what did you feel at first? Like, what were your thoughts on that? Well, it's it's. I mean, right out of the gate, I was like, "What is Raja doing?" 
Like it, it, I couldn't tell if it was, there was a part of it that looked intentional. And that was the part where I was like, man, this is really ugly. And I think in hindsight, I think he was just trying to fit in a hole that wasn't there. Um, yeah, right. there was about half of what was needed just to fit the truck up there. Um, well, yeah, it was just weird. He, he had like a car length and a half. It felt like like he had room to push up. It yeah. didn't like he didn't have to go all the way up. And I don't know if what he, if he was trying to get behind Corey Heim. I don't think there was there was no room. So I don't know what what he was thinking there. But a lot of people were saying he got tight. I could see that happening because these trucks are so aero dependent. That could happen. But uh, I think it's ignorance to say that Corey pushed him into Corey on purpose right. or it was Corey's fault. Corey was just bumping him into the corner, but he. He was off of him when they entered turn three. So, um, and I don't know. Did you listen to Door Pumper Clear? I did. I actually, uh, I have like 15 minutes left on it, but I was listening on the way here. Well, I, I saw Bubba's clip. Yeah. I saw, I saw it on, on, on X. Um, and he was talking about what Rajay was talking, like at the end, they were kind of, yeah. it looked like Bubba was upset with him, which, it's cool because he's you know a little mentor, which is which is good. And and on the episode, dude, he was brutally honest. Like he straight was. up. I mean, he shared on because DBC what he said to Raja, which was basically like, did. "Shut up, yeah. stop talking." And then even so, Raja finally admitted that that he was wrong. And Bubba's first thing was, "Good, send someone a message about it." Like yeah. basically, admit you were wrong and move forward. And which which I love, like because I mean, mm-hmm. Bubba Wallace gets crap for everything, and I get kind of sick of it sometimes. And I like this because he has always been considered a, a role model to Raja, and this was him being a mentor, like yeah. I, I, which I loved it. So you know, praise or not praise, but you know, props to Bubba. Like I I loved what he did Friday night. I thought that was him being a a good mentor. Yeah, yeah, that was a very uh, mature thing of him to to do and. The fact that Rajay was like, oh, yeah, Corey back to me. And then he was like, nope, yeah. I'm at the other Corey. I'm like, now you're just making excuses. Yeah, and, and <laughs> to, it just looks worse. It just looks worse yeah. and worse as you talk. It's like, nah, come on, dude. Bubba was doing the homework for him. Like, no, dude, man up. Yeah. Um, but you know what? To learning curve, Rajay Raja is young. Um, yeah. I, think, I think he's 22, 23. I don't even know if he's that old. Um but you know he he's young, so I mean people that age are they're gonna learn. Yep. And uh, I think the biggest thing drivers could do, I know I'm a couch racer, but I think anybody in life should do, is own up to your mistakes. Don't yeah. lie about it. Right. If you know you did something wrong, own up to it. And and I think that shows maturity, it shows growth, and just learn from it. And 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 that's the best thing you could possibly do. And I don't think it's uh, don't be ashamed of of admitting to mistakes. I think we should flip the narrative. I think society should flip the narrative and. Um, you know, I think admitting to, to doing something wrong and, and learning from it is, is a good thing. So, yeah, no, I think so too. And uh, I think now he got his butt chewed out enough by a, by a mentor that it's gonna it's gonna stick. Yeah, I agree. Uh, speaking of owning up to mistakes, let's talk about Arca, <laughs> <laughs> the entertainment so, series. The entertainment series, their qualifying method, Big Willie on the pole. What a hot mess that before. was! Wow, what a <laughs> dumb. Whoever decided to do group qualifying for Arca should be fired. That was like, <laughs> but the thing is, it's been like that for years. Oh, I don't. Like it's, it's always it's been so like that. bad, and I never understood it. But I guess you get these these stories and stuff. But I'm like, I want authenticity. Not oh chaos. yeah, you know, in Arca, there's not that. They're not that experienced. Like, so the fact that like 
if we have the money, we could literally buy an ARCA car and go race Daytona next year. Right. And and you want to put one of us in a pack. That's the thing. Any, yeah, like you know, just, to qualify, it just sounds like a death wish. It, it's just you know? pure insanity. Like, and then and you end up like, sending home people that deserve to be in the race, and yeah. you have the forty-eight car making the race that is not worthy to be in it. You know, so it's like, uh, it, it's just I I don't know how anyone thought that was a good idea. Yeah, and and. Brad Smith. I mean, he he's a hustler. I, I props to him for trying to make every race and like doing the grind. But I just I just think I think because like Shane didn't make the race, and I know he probably had speed, but I think he just probably didn't time runs right and stuff like that. Right. I don't think Shane ever done this before, so um, I don't know. I, I get it. I wish we could have seen it in a way because it probably would have been crazy. Probably I'm sure it was. Cra- yeah, craziest things to see. Um, but once the Arca race got started, Shane ended up getting getting a ride for the race, and his day was done on lap six because uh, of Gustine wrecking Tony Reninger. And uh, she had some words to say about that, right? Oh, she was not happy, which she I'm here for. Happy. I'm here for it. Give me the drama. Give me the good stuff. But and I can't. Yeah. yeah, she is. She has matured into her own identity. Yeah, and I I didn't see it coming. And I, 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 she has been getting better and better every year. I know she wrecked both races, but uh, the way she handles herself is, is pretty good. I think she does a really good job with that. Yeah. No, I think so too. And and she got wrecked in Arca for sure. So that helped because oh, yeah. it was like there, none, none of that was her fault. Um, and then the, the yeah. guy that caused the wreck went on to cause controversy at the end of the race. So it was like, all right, well, it, it kind of fits. Yeah. 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 And he, yeah. He ended up winning the race, which just yep. kind of sucked. Um, but with, with her, so she has like 2 million followers on Instagram and she has big multi-billion dollar sponsors. Like she has Raising Cane's, a $3.3 billion company. Uh, Victoria's Secret's another one, multi-billion dollar company. Uh, Celsius. I mean, she has all the branding. That's true. And honestly, when she races trucks, I mean, she runs top 20 in trucks. I don't know if it's a law of attrition but she doesn't wreck a lot of people. She's the one getting wrecked, but she's not the one causing them, which shows, I think, she just, she's, I think, learning to race her race. And um, yeah. it's just unfortunate that she got out. Um, but um, that left us with a few, I mean, there was, I mean, there was just so many wrecks. I think, how many, how many cars didn't get wrecked? I think there was about eight cars left at the end of the race. Yeah, it, it wasn't many. It wasn't many. I mean, there, I feel like there was like four or five competitive cars at the end. Yeah. And most and, uh, of them were Venturi Motorsports. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And uh, you know, one of them won. But uh, shout out to Amber Balkan for being three laps down and finishing top 10. Yeah. Nine with a destroyed race car. My Canadian queen. She did pretty well there. <laughs> Yo, girl. Yo, girl. My girl. Um, but she did really good. I was proud of her. And uh, props to NASCAR for moving up the start time because of the rain. Um, Huge making that win. A Friday night race instead of uh, Monday, uh, probably a Tuesday race. <laughs> I mean, honestly, that's what would have had to have happened. So, yeah, that massive, massive win. Honestly, I thought their scheduling all weekend was was really good. I, I was yeah, very they, grateful. They, they did the best they possibly could. So, there's props to NASCAR. Um, I'll, I'll give NASCAR as a whole. I won't give props to the people that start with the name S, but they <laughs> did a good job. Can't trust the Steve. Can't trust um, the Steves. So, 
Yeah, that so was obviously everybody knows. Oh, keep going. Yeah. Oh, I was just gonna. I was just gonna say. Yeah, but the next thing was uh, forty-eight hours of rain, or honestly, more than forty-eight hours because it rained Monday morning too. But yeah, just yeah, never till, freaking ending. Yeah, it's about noon on Monday, and that's okay. We made up with. Uh, we did top golf. We did bowling a little bit. We uh, went to Chili's, got some margaritas. Now it's true. We I. We timed or I timed it wrong. I, I didn't go see Corey make margaritas, so I, that's one thing I do regret. Um, but we were in Orlando, and so honestly, I don't know. Yeah, it, it's it's the do you take the good with the bad? Like there was yeah, advantages, like, I think, to being there, but at the same time, it was like, ah, oh, you're not near anything. No, and it was just the way the weekend was. It was hard to plan because of how sporadic it was. Because at one point, they got Xfinity qualifying in, so we were figuring. We might go and actually see a race. So we were like, let's get something over here. Right. And let's go to the track. And then I was like, wait a minute, look at the radar. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's going. It's going south and it's going south quick. Yeah. But we did get um, to go to the Oyster Pub Saturday night, which was kind of cool. That's We did. We did. And that was cool. And I think that was a good spot. I definitely will go back. The seafood's really good there. I know you don't like seafood, but my seafood was really good. <laughs> hey, my chicken was fantastic. It was like yeah, 10 out of 10. Like so I'm, I'm happy married, to look like I was... Looked like it was marinated pretty well. Oh, so Mary was a great server, so she was, uh, she was a waitress. Waitress, she was yep. a great waitress. And we got to see a, a Freddie Craft sighting. Yes, and probably some other people. We just don't know who they were. <laughs> yeah, a lot of big wigs. Definitely, <laughs> yeah. people with slick back hair with a lot of money. I was like, "Yep, uh, team owner." There, there's or, something, uh, <laughs> something investor backer. Uh, you know, some a backer, backer, backer. You know, <laughs> they got they got money. Exactly. Um, but that you know. After all that, we, we that led into uh, the tweet up on Monday morning. Monday, and that was c- cool to uh, talk to Jordan and Bianchi. I thought that was really cool. Yeah, really cool dude. Um, and we ended up talking about it a little bit too with Nolan. But like, Bianchi is like such a cool, relatable guy. Like he's just one of the easiest personalities in NASCAR media to to talk to. Yeah, I, I agree, and um. I feel like when he first came into the sport, he was very shy. I really didn't think he, like, I, I think he broke out of his shell. I mean, when, I mean, I don't know how long he's been in the sport, but I always thought of him as reserved when he was on the teardown. I always thought, thought he was like quiet and reserved, but now he's, he's opened up his comfortability. He's opened yeah. up his, his shell. And I just think it's, it's awesome. So he's definitely one of my favorite now. Confidence is for sure there. For sure. Yeah. Especially, I think what happened was was after the whole Harvick. I want now that I thought about it. I wanted to ask him like how uncomfortable. Like, was he scared when Harvick was like put the camera away? Remember Bristol? Yeah, I forgot the, about that. I keep forgetting I that was Bianchi. He was, and I'm, I think that was the moment where he broke out of his shell. I really I think, think so that too. was probably in the moment because I, if I were if Harvick told me to stop, I'd run. I'd be Not like, that I'm scared of Harvick, <laughs> but he's a little intimidating. <laughs> That would be my yes, sir. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, sir. Yes, sir. I'll put it away. <laughs> Sounds good, sir. He takes it back out. <laughs> yeah. Bold <laughs> man. Bold I man. I loved it though. You had to do it for the for the media. I mean, it's 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 a good reporter. He was doing um, it for the gram. He was. <laughs> uh, speaking of doing it for the gram, we had our racing addicts <laughs> podcast live, which was uh, I thought it was pretty good. So if, if you fun. guys are listening and you guys haven't checked that out, there are, there should be an archive somewhere. I don't know if if we have it saved somewhere. I, I know um, for sure on Instagram it is actually public. Um, okay. Honestly, TikTok says it archived it. I cannot find it. So, I'll um, try to find it for yeah, you. Yeah, we'll Maybe find we it somewhere. Can upload it to um, YouTube, even though if it's in uh, vertical form, or if that's yeah, what they call we'll it. Yeah, find um, something. 
we can still upload it and, and have have it there for you guys. It was pretty fun. Uh, so everybody who tuned in for that, we, we appreciate it. Uh, it was it was really cool to, to interact with you guys, and we hope to do more of that. Uh, for sure, pre-race shows from from just you know our home, and and so you guys can go on chat. We can talk pre-race, talk about bets, talk about our fantasy lineup because technically DraftKings, you can still uh, edit your fantasy until uh, the green flag. So it would be kind of fun to to have that kind of action yeah. in there. Um, Heck yeah. No, that was that was super fun. We appreciated everyone's engagement with it. Um, oh yeah. And then really like the the next thing on the list that was like this was way cooler than I think I even anticipated was the flyover. The Thunderbirds yeah. were so freaking cool. Like oh my gosh. And, oh my and, gosh. And close. It was, it was close. <laughs> and I think I forget what noise I made in that video, but I was that's my nervous. Wow. <laughs> I probably have it. That was it. That was it. I I was, I mean, I knew they were coming, but I didn't know they were coming. And I just when I thought they were gone, it, it went <sighs> right around my face. I'm like, what in the world just happened? Like, I'm gonna die. I don't think you expect. Yep. That's, that's exact. Yeah, that's it. it. And it it sounded beautiful. Um, and the fact that like you guys have to think about it, we were in the 400 level section, way up. We were literally so high up. The birds were with us. We had a bird come out of the the, faint, the, the zone. Remember that? A bird just flew out of nowhere. <laughs> that was crazy, too. Here comes the... There was the... Whoa, 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 whoa. That's what it was. I forgot what you did, too. <laughs> I, I don't remember even saying that. <laughs> but they were the so low. Oh, my gosh. Well, and, and you guys. and I watched the video from Kevin Hamlin uh, that Freddie Kraft oh posted, too. I Dude. Peed my pants. It would have happened. We would have had a change of clothes. My, gosh. I was out of clothes after all the rain. I would have had That's true. to go home. <laughs> that them spotters were changing their shorts after that. It was, but, definitely were. Yeah, the Thunderbirds perfect. ten out of ten. That was just insanely cool. Oh yeah, and we got the perfect view for it because they were like right at our section, right there. I mean, right there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was that was cool, and um, which got us into. The race, and I thought The Rock did a great job. I love The Rock. Love that I he love stayed he, over. Yep, and he embraced the sport. He's not like he's not like MGK where, oh, there's not enough fans out there. I'm going to go home. Like, <laughs> the Rock's <laughs> like, we're staying. I love this place. I'm going to embrace it. Even though he might not be a NASCAR fan. He might have been just faking it. But he, 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 he either way, if, he, if, he, if, he's not, if he doesn't watch racing, if he does watch racing, he literally embraced the sport. And, yep. and and took time to study and, and literally when he talked about the sport he was knowledgeable with it so he he knew what he was talking about oh he yeah knew Denny Hamlin was a villain which that's that's kind of crazy I mean he must have watched a Netflix series I think that's probably what <laughs> maybe that's all it was yeah <laughs> that's probably what it was I'm gonna watch this series while I'm working out um, smart man you gotta yeah, you gotta learn he, he's a cool guy man I just it was cool to see him oh, there love his personality. And um, which that led us into uh, the race, the big Daytona 500, and um, you know the racing quality. We could talk about like when I when we had that big wreck, well that wreck on lap six. I literally thought law of attrition was going to play out for this race. Yeah, I, for, I honestly like, did too right away. Yeah, and um, I was very surprised uh, about how everything raced. Um, and I don't know, like and, and that wreck. I felt like the cars were out of control with that wreck, so I don't know if everybody was racing hard just for that moment or what. And then that was that was it. Right after that, that moment, they just decided we're going to do pace laps for a while. But yeah, and yeah, you, yeah. You can't blame them though. 
I mean, if, 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 if it's hard to pass and the easiest way to pass is to save fuel, that's the product that we have right now and that's what they have to do. So, not that I agree with it. Yeah. I, I mean, it's felt like you know, we were freezing our butts off to uh, watch people save fuel. It was a great, like, then you have to think about like, the event was awesome and the preserving. Like, in a way, I was like, okay, my driver won't get wrecked until the end then if the one's going to race. So, in a way, I was okay with it, but part of me was like, let's race. Yeah. Like, let's, let's race hard. That's, that's, and, and Nolan and I went into it, but it, it was, I found myself getting so frustrated because it was like, I mean, selfishly, especially for me, because it was like, all right, three quarters of the race, nothing's happening. And then yeah. 10 laps into actually racing, my guy gets wrecked. And then, you know, we get to the finish of the race that we don't even get to see a finish. And it was one of those, like, I'm literally standing there watching Willie B celebrate. And I'm like, what, what just he happened? just got robbed. Yeah. Like, <laughs> what, what are we, we just sat through 60 hours of rain for what again? I'm not yeah, so that was that was uh, that was at least for me. I just wanted to let you know that was what Nolan and I discussed, and I, I kind of shared, you yeah. know, just sort of what my disappointment was there. Yeah, no, I could definitely uh, feel that. But ironically, my two favorite drivers in Cup both finished in the top five. So oh, they did. It was crazy. <laughs> they did, um, and you know, I want you know, obviously Corley Joy got fourth. I thought you know he raced really well. I think he ignored the commands of saving fuel. There was like a point in the race where he's like, I'm going to the front. I don't care about saving fuel. And then that's when he missed the pack. So when that wreck happened, I was like, thank the Lord. Yeah. Corey has a shot. And that's literally what opened the door for him to get a, get a top five there. Um, but I, I was thankful to be at the event, even though they were in fuel conservation mode. I thought the whole event was very spectacular with the, the, you know, the way uh, the energy was. Even on a Monday, there was still some energy buzzing. Before the race, during the race, uh, there's people. There was a lot of people there for Monday, and how cold it was. It was it was quite a bit oh, of people. Turnout was phenomenal. I forgot to bring that up too, but you're right. I, I was blown away at how many people were there. And I, I predict eight percent because of I just feel like it rains out a lot or it goes to Monday a lot of people kind of prepare for that. Um, but I, I, I felt like there was about eighty percent there, so that was that was really cool. Yeah, I think but, you nailed um, it. At, at least, like honestly, eighty percent might have been the low number. Like, uh, yeah, yeah, it was a very impressive amount. And you know, as far as the Rex goes, you know, at least for with Brad's and or Brad's and whatever happened there, and um, in the beginning of the race, and then with Alex Bowman pushing the twenty four, I really think it's just it's just the way the cars are. I mean, we definitely the, the, they caused it because of you know if they cause it or whatnot from, from their pushes. But I, I truly believe that it's really just a racing incident. I don't think they meant to do it. Uh, it wasn't like an intentional hook or anything like that. Um, and it's just, it's just the way these races play out. kind of like what a lot of drivers were saying, but overall I really felt that, um, the finish was kind of robbery, but I was happy for Willie. I think he, uh, he's a very genuine human being and just, yeah. He's he's breaking out of his shell now, and and I love how his personality is coming out. He's such a nice guy. He, I love how he's just like this is freaking awesome, man. Like he was just, just <laughs> yeah. so like I know he's so lovable about the moment. Yeah, and he wasn't like arrogant. He's just a very like I'm gonna go build my Legos and play my eye racing, <laughs> and um, you know he's just just a very very humble guy. Give me my big old and Titanic. I, <laughs> right? Yeah, he's gonna build his old Titanic. Um, I just, you know, I've, I, he's grown on me recently. So I'm really happy for him. Um, I'm really happy for Corey in his top five finish. Um, uh, I don't agree with Austin Sindrick and his comments. 
Um, yeah, I'm not friends with them either. So <laughs> <laughs> I agree with Corey LaJoy's comments. I, that was hilarious. Oh, yeah. I mean, and I watched the replay again today and I really saw nothing that Corey did wrong. I mean, he, he did hit him a little bit before yeah. Ross tried to fill the gap, but you can't just put the blame on Corey. Everybody no, was going I, for it. You're, you're pushing at the end, man. I mean, that, that's yeah. 100% accurate. And Corey's hit wasn't one that finished him. It was it was actually Ross's hit. Sideswiped him. Yeah. I is, mean, is what took him the rest of the way. Yeah. Even if he went low, he was still got sideswiped. Ross was going for the hole. He literally went for it. He did, and 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 honestly, like I I like it too because like we talked about with Nolan, it's so hard to get runs with this car because like you can't yeah. control your own destiny. So mm-hmm. if Ross doesn't take that moment, he's done. He's, he's done. You know, so yeah. it's it's you you've really backed the drivers into such a tight box where you kind of have to have this. Yeah. And and so no no blame on Ross there no blame on anybody really not even Cendric just just hard racing yeah and um you know I understand uh, Cendric's upset but that's because uh, he hasn't done anything since the 500 of his rookie year was his rookie year he did that yeah and and he's uh, he's under the pressure no doubt I I'm sure he, I can't imagine we're the only podcast talking about his success or lack of yeah no, yeah I think a lot of <laughs> yeah there's a lot of others that are definitely touching on that. Um, so happy, happy for them. Uh, happy for Willie B. Congratulations on that. Congratulations on Corey. Did you have and, any um, issues with the, with the way the race ended from an officiating standpoint? Uh, I think cause I've, I mean, it has, I mean, NASCAR has called those kind of races a lot in the past. So I, I've, I didn't argue it because Corey was going to run out of fuel if they had a green light checker. <laughs> so bias. Yeah, I was okay with it, but, um, if 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 let's say you took Corey and out of the element there, I think we deserve to see a good finish. I think we deserve to see a green flag finish. Um, but the rules are the rules, and you know if Ross would have made that move before the trial oval, would have been a different story. Right. Uh, right. So I mean, it was so close, and we're human, and you know that you see the wreck, you hit the button. There's going to be delayed reaction. We're human. We're not. We're not AI. We're not. I mean, at least it's not controlled by AI yet. Not yet. Um, so. <laughs> yeah, I mean, part of me is frustrated we didn't get a see green flag finish because we were there, but part of me is like, this this is the way it's always been, and we had this rule for the last few years now, and I'm, I made peace with it. Yep, and, and honestly, I'm 100% with you. I, I thought it it totally sucked, but it was nothing at NASCAR's fault. I think when the two came back across the track, you have to throw the yellow, and honestly, I think their hope was because they were spinning down I think they were hoping they wouldn't have to, that the cars right. would just clear themselves and you could let it go. But I, because it, I watched the replay again, and it's when the two starts coming back up the track that the button gets hit. So it's like, yeah, it they made the right call, and it just sucks. But like, there's 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 no one I saw at fault on that. No, and I think that's what the the hundred percent logic was probably with the waiting for the two to say low. Um, Unfortunately, just it's just the way physics go. So. Yeah, you'll have this in big time auto racing. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, so I guess uh, that leads us into the last race of the weekend, the Xfinity race. And I thought I was so cold, man. I was, I was at that Dude, point. I think I had frostbite. We were frigid. <laughs> I don't think people I, understand how cold it was because I had, 
I had a friend yeah. text me and they were like, man, why did everyone leave for the Xfinity race? And I'm like, because it is 44 freaking degrees out here. Like, yep, it is man. cold, bro. <laughs> and I, I honestly think I have frostbite, dude, because like a part, part of it, because when, when we got back to the hotel, my whole like torso yeah. was like frozen. Like it hurt to put pressure on it. And then when I got a shower, I, before I got a shower, there were these red dots and I was like, why am I in pain? <laughs> I was like, I'm freezing. I'm literally freezing yeah. inside. Like there, I'm dying. There's something <laughs> about the humidity in the air. The coldness is that much more effective or something like it. it there's because it, it has particles in the air to get colder or something, but because yeah. obviously the air is a little more humid down in Florida, so very much so. Yeah, I was um, very ca- it caught me off guard. I would have brought my winter jacket out because it was warm when we walked to the race. I was like, we're gonna have a nice warm day. I know. And when and that sun like, went down, bro, it was done. It was like it. that and was, I was it. Like, there goes there goes my soul. <laughs> So we got we got uh, a Friday afternoon and evening that was nice, and we got a Monday afternoon that was nice. So we we managed to get maybe one full day of good weather in the six days that we were in Florida. Yeah, and people at work were like, "Oh, it looks like you got sun." I said, "What sun?" It was out for four hours. Maybe behind <laughs> the clouds. Yeah, they said I looked tanner. I was like, "Well, that's funny." Wait until summer hits. <laughs> yeah, that was just a flat screen uh, TV in the hotel room. <laughs> that's all that was, yeah. or, the, or the track TV at that rate. Yeah, it's um, also true. The Xfinity, Xfinity. Yeah. yeah, it was. Um, it wasn't bad. I think they was they were really fast because of the cold temps and uh, whatnot. But it sucked to see Deegan out again in the beginning. That really pissed me off. I don't even know what happened there, but uh, probably didn't check up in time or something. It didn't look good. Uh, but the cars, I mean, I, I thought they raced well. They were faster than the cup cars, which is hilarious. <laughs> they once were. Again. So they were. That's, that's pretty sad, guys. If you're, if, if you're a guy named Steve and you work for NASCAR, <laughs> Xfinity cars should not be faster than the cup cars. And I'm not saying slow the Xfinity cars down. Speed up the cup the cars. Yeah. Speed up the cup cars. So, and, and it's uh, just like you, you could build your own runs. You could create your own destiny. You could slip into the middle and like, yeah, it was like everything I felt like we were frustrated with Sunday afternoon or Monday afternoon. Monday night, it was like, oh, there it is. <laughs> yeah, 100%. It was literally yeah, the, 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 the exact opposite. Um, and, you know, Austin Hill wins again. <laughs> no matter if he got he got Rick, he got copy wrecked. paste, copy paste, copy paste. Just, yep. I mean, I get it. He's in the playoffs now. He's he's gonna be successful. And honestly, the the what, what the worst part about it was that you know Sheldon Creed finished second, and they have such a feud. I was really hoping Sheldon Creed would come victory, just to no. be like, ha, I made the right decision. And now RCR is like, ho ho ho, look who's look who's better now, and it's just like. It would have been even better if they were like side by side, bump into the finish. Or, like, how epic they, would that have been? Right, or if they both like both wrecked each other and didn't finish the race. Oh <laughs> you know, man, you know, what would have happened? Hey, Allgaier was coming. I would have taken it. I mean, I think that guy got wrecked three times. Which one? All of them? Allgaier. Yeah. Oh well, yeah. Hey, I mean Allgaier. I mean, a lot of people wrecked yeah. a lot. Um, yeah, him too. Him for De- sure. Like the only person I didn't wreck was Natalie Decker. Honestly, you're right, which is crazy. Seven laps led in a top 20. Yeah. Her best Xfinity finish. I think she finished 18th, I'm pretty sure. And she, she's in the history books now. Do you yeah. know that? Yeah. Which she's is, in the history which books. Which is nuts. 
I'm like, okay, Deegan, please come out to uh, Atlanta and we'll lead 20 laps so we can just, change to, just do something. <laughs> just do something. Please. please oh my gosh. Sit on the pole or something. Um, yeah. It's, it was, yeah. I mean, it was, it was good. I, I, I thought Xfinity was great. It's and, and that was masked by the fact that I was really cold and cranky and I wanted to get somewhere warm and I still thought yeah. it was a great race, which tells me that it was really, truly a great race. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, it was a good race and yeah, if it wasn't for the cold, it would have been more enjoyable. But I was happy yeah. to see Ryan Truex race in person because I don't know how many times I'm going to see that in my lifetime anymore. Well, that's true. <laughs> so we have Dover like hopefully. Atlanta. Well, yeah, Dover. I think I'm going to do Dover if, um, if the weather's good. But, um, but yeah, so that that was cool. I thought the experience race was good, and uh, it was just a really good weekend. So I really appreciate uh, the idea of us going down and yeah, um, allowing agree. you to come down or allowing, allowing you to. Um, Invite me to come down to to the race. I thought that I mean I really do appreciate that. It was it oh, was gladly. a memorable weekend for sure. Um, Glad you enjoyed. It. I feel like we back. checked one off the bucket list. You know, we did. Yeah, it was something I've always wanted to go to. And my coworker today, because he's like, "Oh, you're going with me next year, right?" I said, "I can't answer that. <laughs> I can't answer that right now." I said, "To be honest, dude, I was like, I don't know. I I would do it again." But part of me is just so exhausted from the rain. Yeah. I don't really want to think about it. I just, I, I just don't know. I mean, if I would do it again, I'd probably stay the whole week so I have some warm days without rain. Right? Like you, yeah, you'd have to almost balance it out. Or well, I'd go to New Smyrna. I would, I would make the whole week out of it um, for sure. Like I would go see late models and tour NASCAR World and tour mods, uh, high limits. Like I would, I would do it all. Um, oh, that's true. Yeah, because we, we had high limits Monday and Tuesday. Yeah, it yeah, it would cost me that. triple. Uh, it would cost me triple to uh, to do it, probably. But it, it'd be worth it if um, one of these years. I think uh, it'll you know happen down the road. But right now, I'm perfectly satisfied from this past weekend as far as what we saw, the experience, and how everything kind of played out was really cool. Yeah, I agree. And it was cool. The whole drive home, we were running into Daytona 500 people. Like, I think what every stop until we got to Baltimore, <laughs> when we would get out of the car, there was somebody wearing NASCAR merch or Daytona 500 merch. And they would approach <laughs> us. Yeah. <laughs> we weren't approaching them. They were approaching us because we would just be casually talking about the finish of the race in the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> every time. And we got a, a guy with a very, a very high uh, list of opinions. Yeah, oh, he's straight up, straight up. <laughs> the only thing he didn't complain about was the numbers. And that was, That's true. That, <laughs> he left that for me. You had us covered enough on that. We didn't even need anyone else. <laughs> oh, oh, my man. goodness. Thank you, number 12 but, hoodie, for attracting all the people. <laughs> yeah, because obviously no one knew who Reckless Society was. It's Deegan's brand. No one knew what that was. That's true. Um, but yeah, it was, it, was, it was cool. Drive back was pretty good. Uh, it was long, but it was, it was a good drive back. I felt like uh, it was safe and everything. So your Ford Flex did a really good job. Yeah, buddy. Really Love that job. car. So uh, The Flex the he delivered. The I hated was going through D.C. Oh. You don't like going through D.C. That's not a good place to go through. Thank you, <laughs> Apple Maps, for taking us the craziest route possible. Yeah. <sighs> I, I think I'll our say. favorite way is to... I think if anybody's listening, if you're coming from the north, I think you should, what you guys should do is d divide it up and stop at Charlotte halfway. Yep. And enjoy the enjoy the, the race features in Charlotte, and then go to Florida the next day, and then coming back, go to Charlotte, 
Yeah, no exactly. dairy features again, and then go back to your house uh, because ninety five was it's, it's good until you hit until you hit Upper Virginia. And yeah, then, then it's just it. obnoxious. Yeah, and it's, it's like yeah, it's windy so. and full of cars. So yeah. it's just not it's not fun. Um, before we before we wrap up, uh, looking ahead to Atlanta, what what are your what are you looking for this weekend? What do you think you're going to see this weekend? Oh man, um, I love this race. Uh, it's it's a fun race, even you know with this the package. I think it's exciting um, with what the product we have there. And, and I know you were testing on some things. I'm sure. Did you talk about it a little bit with Nolan? Honestly, um, not much. We we really didn't much. hit Atlanta much. About you mean you're thinking like what I think the future of Atlanta is going to look like? Yeah, like you told me in the car, but I don't know if you talked about it here yet. But I I honestly think this race is still going to be pack racing. I really do believe that it's still going to be somewhat uh, kind of like I mean it's going to be more strategic than Daytona and Talladega. But I do think it's going to be fast, and yep. we're going to see these cars on edge because I yep. feel like. I don't know why. I just feel like they're more out of control here than any other track. Oh, way, you know? way more. I I think this is supreme super speedway racing right now, no, honestly, with I this agree. car. Because I, I think you you put so much in the hand of the drivers, and they really don't even have the ability to save fuel here. No, they Because it's so tight. Yeah, it's, 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 um, it's going to be intense. I think we're going to see... I think we're going to see a lot of wrecks in the cup race. It's not going... I mean, you have one big one at the end, but... I think you're going to see a lot of like people just out front and then they just lose it. Yeah. Like, I'm, they're just going to lose it because of either, I don't know what will happen. I'm a couch racer, man. Like, I, something's going to happen. You know? I, I love it. And, and we've talked about it before, but I think what's crazy is going to see the long term uh, transition of that track because I think in another four years or so, it's a completely different style of racing, which is really cool. I agree. Like and like 1998 Daytona is kind of yeah. what I'm feeling. Okay. So you could kind of, the bottom group is going to be probably dominant again, I would hope. Maybe not. I don't know. Or even um, that like wa- like dive low, wash mid, exit high, kind of like. Yeah. But like hand- what, what I do like about it is handling is going to be supreme. And I think it's going to put, so much in the hands of the drivers, which is always my favorite thing. I want to see the drivers. I appreciate that these engineers are really smart and they're good at what they do, and I value that. But yeah. I go to the races to see Ryan Blaney, Chase Elliott. You know, I don't go to see the lead technician for twenty three eleven racing. You know what I mean? So it just doesn't yeah. like. So that's that's what I get excited about. I, I want to see the drivers, the best drivers, perform the best. Yeah, I want to see these cars hard to handle. I want to see uh, cars getting getting loose, getting getting sideways a little bit, <clears throat> close calls. Not that we want to see anybody wreck, but we just want we want excitement. Um, yeah, they want absolutely. Factor. So, yeah, I believe we're going to get that, and uh, I know there's a lot of pressure on Corey, so I really hope it doesn't get to him too much. Uh, I'm not sure. I mean, pressure for Corey. I don't know. If, I mean, he's he's getting better with handling that. So I, I just he is hope, doing better. Um, I think so. Yeah, but I just know like. I hope he doesn't think this is it because I really think this team, I think they can run top 15, top 10 at other tracks, normal tracks that aren't super speedway. So I hope he doesn't go in here thinking he needs to win. Let's just be smart, right. get, get right. to the end. Let's get some stage points. Let's get a, let's get some stage points. And just run a good and, smart um, race. Run a good smart race, get a top 10. Let's, let's keep just, just points race. Let's points yeah. race. And if you have a shot to win, go for it. But don't do anything stupid. 
You know, don't have someone's stupidity ruin your race. Be self-aware. Sure. Um, I think I'm more nervous than him at this point. So. Yeah. Maybe so. <laughs> hey, I don't know if it makes it better or worse, but Freddie Kraft picked him on DVC to win. Yeah, that's more pressure. So <laughs> there we go. <laughs> there it is. Pile it on, baby. There's the pressure. There's the pressure. Did Dale pick him? Did Dale Jr. pick him? Actually, no. He didn't talk about it. I don't think he did yet. No. So. No. I'm sure he's not him too. Yep. We'll see. He's going to. No, I'm excited. And uh, for the reference, I picked uh, I picked Keselowski and Blaney, mostly Keselowski. I did pick Keselowski to wreck two cars this weekend, or wreck two times this weekend, cause two wrecks this weekend, and win the race. Definitely happen. <laughs> I, I can definitely I can definitely see that happening. But honestly, like I want Corey to win. I think he has a good shot. But I, I think I think a hundred cars going to win. I think I think it's, they have momentum. It's, I would it's be surprised if William Byron does it again because he won this race last year. I think. Didn't he oh, he did. He, he did. did, and he got lucky. Yep, he got just lucky, just like he did Monday. <laughs> he didn't do anything. I mean, he was like, I don't. Right. Know, he didn't lead any any of the laps. No. until like the last four. That's literally all he led. Yeah, yeah. He, he's I, smart, man. I, I I love him, but he is still the luckiest driver in NASCAR, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> It's not Justin Haley anymore. It's, it's now William Byron. It's now William Byron. Yeah, he's got enough of them. So, anywho, man, uh, I appreciate you jumping on, man. It was good to catch up a little bit with you, and we're we're gonna yeah. try to get back to like normal recording times next week. So, guys, we had a full plan worked up for doing a post race podcast, and uh, thank you, Rain, because it screwed that up. We came up with an alternative plan, and then it rained more, and then screwed up that alternative plan. So. We kind of just said the heck with it. We're going home and we're just going to figure out when to do it. So today was our Hail Mary. That's why we got this little uh, fun two-parter. So Yeah. yeah. And I had to work today. I thought about calling off, but I was like, you know, <laughs> save, those, save those days for Charlotte. So we'll, uh, yeah, good call. we'll definitely. When we'll it's warm and uh, 90. Yeah. Warm and, warm and windy. No R words there. Uh, we're going to be. Yes. We're going to be toasty. So that's the plan. So. Anywho, you guys have a great week. Uh, Atlanta's going to be fun. Looking forward to it. Got a triple header. And uh, we shall see you all next week. Yep. Enjoy, guys. Holla! Follow the Racing Addicts Podcast on Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube.